Hello, everybody, and welcome to the most voluminous Starfield podcast in all the settled systems. We're back for episode 23 of the Lorefield Podcast, the podcast for Starfield lore, news, and analysis, featuring the calm, the calculated, the endlessly friendly and fun, and the unassumingly astute Lexi. Hello. I received a letter a few days ago from none other than Todd Howard himself, and it was an absolutely glowing review of the person who is the subject of our next introduction. These are Todd Howard's words, not mine. DeMarco Dude is the kind of guy to purchase a house for the houseless, give a soul to the soulless, and forge a heart for the heartless. I'm not sure which number is higher, his number of subscribers or the number of orphans he has saved. He is, in every sense of the word, a YouTuber. Welcome back, DeMarco Dude. Definitely not the subscribers. <laughs> you saved a lot of orphans then. I, I, just, I love orphans, man. Great. <laughs> Great, great people. Yeah. <laughs> Good community. Good community. They love Starfield. <laughs> they love Starfield. <laughs> We're also joined by someone who is seemingly omnipresent in the world of Bethesda podcasts these days, bringing with him a dichotomy of sound observations and a calamitously humorous presence no matter what show he chooses to grace today. It's Red Wolf. Nice medallion. Thank you. Welcome. Me. Back. To. This. Show. That's, uh, you, know what, you know what I mean. Thank you. Here yeah. we are again. It's nice to have you back, but you don't save orphans. So not yet. <laughs> I I just sell them to DeMarco and then he takes care of them. So perfect. Full circle. <laughs> all right, great. Yeah, that's actually what's behind off camera. You can't see right. all of the orphans. Exactly. <laughs> They're all cuddled Hanging up. They out. have to stay together like cows, like a herd to stay warm. <laughs> There's me, Mitch, the floating head, uh, not surrounded by orphans. Happy <laughs> Happy to be in the company of these three wonderful folks. I am the namesake of the Mitch Button. I'll hopefully keep you entertained with rants about the sentimental value of Bethesda games and some mediocre segues. Speaking of mediocre segues. Prepare their introductions using a thesaurus. Yeah. No, I didn't, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) It probably comes across that way. But um, if you're new here, consider subscribing. We uh, never really asked for that, right? we realized. So if you aren't subscribed and you'd like to be, you'd like to uh, keep listening <laughs> and do that. You're doing good. You're doing good. All right. So episode 23, this one, is going to be an interesting one. We're just under two months away from the Starfield Direct. It's going to be a little more of a relaxed episode. So uh, be counting down days until the Direct. But we've gotten a bit of information about the structure of that showcase. And then we also make good on a promise we made last episode and are going to analyze the new creatures we saw in the Starfield release date announcement. And then we've also got this news to talk about with a Starfield controller. Mm. So... It was spicy! Yeah. On April... Spicy! On April 3rd, images surfaced showing a Starfield-themed controller. Looks beautiful. Looks like it came from, uh, I believe it was China. Has the aesthetic of a ship control panel, some constellation references on it. Um... We'll get into the veracity of this controller in a moment, but uh, Lexi, I'm going to ask you first, how about the design of this controller? It's better than throwing red and orange onto a controller. I think those are the worst two colors you can put on a controller. Especially red, because red uh, can... uh, It can, like, hurt you. Like, I, I don't know. Is it red? It kind of, like, hurts your eyes after a while. I guess. I have that effect on people. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have it in front of me, but my Xbox controller is all just flat red. 
I, I, I think it depends how bright the red is. Orphans, do you like red? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wolf, I know you had a... There was one thing that made you very, very excited about the controller. Yes, I'm looking at it right now, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, the B button. See, and on the controller, for anyone who doesn't know, there's all the controls are on there. And the B button says exit. And it also says... FLT control, flight control, which would, and that's also like tied into it, like like a secondary. So like B would be flight control automatic or something. And then holding the B button would be getting up out of your seat and walking around your ship, Todd, while it's in space. That is or what just, I'm hoping that means. Or just exiting the menu. Or just <laughs> yeah, exiting yeah. The menu. when you get into the menu and you need to back out of it. We don't all, talk about that right. here. No. Could be, but uh, no, we're all positive. <laughs> all hopes and dreams come true here in this podcast. Uh, yes, that is that is what I'm... Other than that, honestly, I mean, the, uh, like, Y is mode, X is target, which is very Battlefront, original Battlefront 2. Um, and it might, might be... Uh, like, maybe that's, like, switching, because it also says lock, which is A, like, to lock on. Um, C-A-M... Which is map, map, I guess. DAT, like data. I don't know. That's a start button. Throttle was, up and down. So, wait. CAM is map. What about camera? Oh, that's what that is. Oh, <laughs> that's what that meant. It's camera. Perfect. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Goodbye. I'm leaving. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Camera. That's what that means. That's exactly what that means. Um. And then power distribution, which I thought was really cool, uh, which is the D-pad. So that's like diverting your power to your shields, to your weapons, to your thrusters, etc. Um, and then the scan button is your left bumper. Um, uh, what is this? Which makes Mode. sense. That was like that's in Fallout, which is kind of a somewhat of the right. closest you can get as far as Bethesda games go. So that right. definitely makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. It, like it, it looks like this control scheme on the controller, it really seems like it's mainly focused on the ship stuff. Um, so the scan would be more like No Man's Sky, you know. So you, like you hit the thing and it pulses out and it sort of scans. Um, and the right bumper is mode. Um, well, or do you think it's when when uh, in during the gameplay demo they start they they literally go into a scan mode where they start looking at oh, the right. rocks How and the I environment forget? and. Yeah, so while you're on, on planet side, you can pull up just with the instead of having to switch to because I know there's a weapon, the mining weapon. I think also he had out, if I remember yeah. correctly, he had out the mining weapon and then the scanning came out, but it's probably just allocated to the button. I think it is literally like. But isn't it also guy. grenades? Uh, so I, grenades might make sense if there is if. Well, no, because this isn't No Man's Sky, so I don't know if Oh, wait, grenades are RB. Aren't grenades usually RB? Usually a hold of RB, yeah. it's, it's yeah. It can be LP or RB. I played, uh, I played a lot of Call of Duty Zombies back in the day. <laughs> it's been a long time yeah. since I played a first-person shooter, so I can't remember. Yeah, like... like anyway, <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, so the scanning make does make sense because whenever you were, uh, I don't, I don't think it's. I think the 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 scanner we've, or excuse me, the uh, the laser weapon 
is not just a mining laser. You can use it as a weapon too. Because I remember we saw we saw that in the breakdown. Them actually using that. So I don't think those are two. Uh, or sorry, all in one. I think it is like the scanner is the thing that you bring up, just like in No Man's Sky, and you can scan the planet whenever you land. Um, and then whenever you're in space, it's like a pulse. I guess you can scan the ship or whatever. You know. I, I know. find that sort of I, interesting. I, then. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, go ahead, please. It seems so. If scan, if LB is scanned for when you're standing on the planet, it seems like these buttons are like multimodal. So the it seems like almost the entire controller is for what you can do while you're in flight, and then LB is for what you can do when you're on a planet. I'm not sure. I'm it's, not sure I buy into that. It's possible though, because keep in mind, Bethesda explained, and Todd Howard said this that it's going to be very easy to find out what's on planets without having to land on them. Right, so similar to a No Man's Sky, which I just started playing a little bit more recently, so it's very on the top of my mind. But you're looking at at the planet, you press C, it scans the planet, tells you what's there. So when you're in the map, you know, and you're looking around and you're seeing all the different planets in the map view, you might be pressing LB to scan an individual planet to see what's on it. I don't know what the No Man's Sky controller controls would be, but that's at least how you do it on, on keyboard and mouse, so... Yes. Scanning, I think, is clicking left stick in No Man's Sky. Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, it might perform a similar functionality where you scan the planet and then you could see, oh, there's a derelict ship here. There's a there's a mine here. Because, again, because the whole planet's visible, there's Mm going to be a couple points of interest that you want to know without having to land on the planet, which is what Todd said is thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it says, because in, and again, No Man's Sky, we it's a good comparison because it's all that we have. But um, as far as like a game's in similarity, but uh, the scanning, there's like the scan pulse that like scans what you're seeing like uh, in front of you, not like as you had like a Dragon Ball Z scouter uh, above your eye, because that's also a thing in No Man's Sky. And I think that is we we saw that in in Starfield where he brought up that scouter above his eye. Like you have in, in No Man's Sky, where you can sort of look at something and see what it means. What is it? How much? You have all this data, like four out of four, five fl- uh, fauna and flora, that kind of stuff. Also in No Man's Sky, it's 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 in Starfield. So that kind of stuff. So in space, that's why in space, I assumed it, it was just a, uh, excuse me, like a pulse. So you could like look in No Man's Sky, you could look at a planet, sort of put your target above it and then hit your, your scan pulse and you could see the some of the things that were on the planet without actually having to land on it. So, yeah. Yeah. I just love seeing the controls. Yeah. controller. It's so cool. It makes your mind like, ooh. Yeah. It's hard to imagine playing the game, but then when you see this layout of the controllers, okay, I can see how this will work. Yes. Love yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. So no one was sure if this was a real controller. In fact, I think the consensus was that it was fan-made for several days. And then, about a week after this controller was first seen, uh, the Xbox Era podcast had a commenter, now mind you, a random commenter in their chat, who said, I have it on good authority that this is real, and although there will not be a limited edition console for Starfield, this controller will be revealed alongside a similarly themed headset. Kaysante's claims were then corroborated by host of the show, Special Nick. Special Nick, yep. Who said, asked someone who would know if the controller was real, 
And that source said they heard that it is. Yeah, Kayasanti is a big tech dude. Shout out to all those dudes in the Xbox community. They're all, again, I, I mentioned a couple of people before we started, but um, yeah, Kayasanti is a big tech guy, so he knows people that know people. Oh, does he? So okay. He's also been on their show multiple times. He's got his own channel and, and, every, and all that, so he's he wasn't just like a random person. Um, but that was cool of him to reach out because when I heard about it was him reaching out. He was like, these are my friends, you know, he he's friends with, you know, uh, Sig and, and special Nick and, and, uh, and, uh, um, every, everyone else in that community. So I'm really happy to hear this, that it, that is, is legit. And, uh, taking it, when you took off the battery pack, you could see, like it, it said that that's when I was like, no way somebody went out of their way. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but like that's crazy. It said it for all into the Starfield. I think yeah. is what it said under yeah. the the battery pack. So much detail. I just love that. I know a lot of people are saying, "I wish it was an Elite controller." I'm sure that they're going to have options to for customizations later on. But I love that. Sorry, I don't want to keep taking. I mean, there were too many. There were too many photos of that. That I, I at first I was one of the people's like, ah, nah, fake, right? Because people make fake stuff all the time. They make the fake controllers. They make the fake Xbox consoles all the time. Like just fan versions of them which a lot of times come out really well but there were just too many pictures that came out of the controller from all the different angles and i think actually wolf it was you that brought up that said the translucency on the the triggers triggers is something that even someone who's very skilled at making a mock-up of this kind of stuff they'd probably just make it a solid color because there is a translucency so yeah. yeah and 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 as far as custom controllers go this is one of the coolest ones because i'm i never buy into that kind of stuff i i just i don't care about uh, it's green it's blue like i whatever but it's <laughs> it's green it? it's green it's green. oh like i you know even if they just did it with like the stripes of the starfield colors i i'd be like oh wow rainbow that's fun but i wouldn't buy it <laughs> yeah. but that is actually really neat because it's so thematic um and it's detailed in it too like there's a lot of cool details does it come in black yeah i literally made that post because cold eastwood actually had made i don't know if you guys saw that but he had uh he had photoshopped and created what a starfield themed um console would look like Mm -hmm. um and it looked legit because that's what he does he's a graphic designer and he's awesome but i literally put the batman gif where uh christian bale looks over and says is it coming black and i was like that'd be so cool i would love that yeah would be i'd buy i i I would i would consider that should come in the collector's edition no oh yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah no we're gonna get the watch (laughs) yeah but the watch i don't think the watch is enough Uh, that watch like future podcast future podcast episodes I, I would I would wear that watch like on my arm. Not saying the watch isn't cool. I think the watch is cool. It's it, it would be the he's wearing literally in the game. Like, it would be the best Bethesda collector's edition because Bethesda collector's edition. Yeah, because it's just plastic. It's just plastic, and no modern phone fits in it. It's like. It was uh, engineered without future sight that phones were getting bigger. True. Good point. So, uh... Well played, Lexi, well played. And then, like, two years later, they released a Bluetooth version that actually worked. 
and that's even like that's expensive that should have been the collector's edition but uh no uh, we didn't get that and the uh 76 collector's edition gave us a uh, a funky helmet this I think they got to do like, an art book. Yeah, there needs to be an art book. <laughs> like yeah, that concept. Like, I want posters. I want that jungle planet, man. Every time I see that that jungle planet concept art, I'm like, take me there, take me away, Todd, Daddy Todd, <laughs> take me away. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. A Starfield place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is one other piece of circumstantial evidence, kind of in favor of this controller being real. On April 11th, several days after news outlets had picked up the controller, head of Xbox Phil Spencer appeared on video in his home office, and on the shelf behind him were three different limited edition Xbox controllers. Phil has been known to tease and hint at all sorts of Xbox announcements by cleverly placing different objects on the shelf behind him at his house. So, take I mean, that as you will. He could just be flexing as well. Controller, one of them? No. It was uh -huh. different limited edition Xbox controllers, but the timing of it called into question if it was referring to that Starfield one. I'm I'm just saying it could be flexing his wealth. It could be just flexing his wealth. Like, look at me, I get all these limited edition Xbox controllers first. And then he goes, peasants. I don't think, I don't, I don't think <laughs> if anybody needs to flex, it's not Phil Spencer. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, like, I mean, because a lot of things have come to fr uh, fruition with the teasing of things on sh on the shelf, like the Keystone, which was mm -hmm. the um, the cloud based, um, the smaller Xbox device. Um, apparently, that is a thing, it, and it was sort of like a prototype, and it was a thing. Um, sorry, my dog is like, I hear you, bro. Um, but uh, and then so there was a, a switch at one point in the background. They're like, "What is up with that?" And then they made the ten year deal with Nintendo. So stuff like that. Um, and then also I, on my show uh, last week, um, he had the Xbox symbol, the, the one that like lights up, the big round one. And right below it was Alan Wake 2. And I was like, Alan Wake 2. D day one game pass, maybe. I don't know what it means. It means something, you know. But just little stuff like that. So him teasing more controllers. He's like, yeah, we got new controllers coming. That could be what it what it is, you know. He loves it. He's a gamer. He, he has fun with this kind of stuff, so... Um, and he knows at I, this I point too. That. He knows people. Every time he puts his camera on, that everyone's going to be like, "Exactly, enhance, <laughs> exactly, enhance, upres it, use that tech." <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. uh, he's he's probably a huge Demarco dude fan. I watch uh, all no, of your no, videos. Actually, actually, yeah, Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer said no. Todd Howard, yes. Phil Spencer, no. Okay, no. one for two there. <laughs> um, we do have another little piece of news. This one is really exciting. Um, on April 10th, the same day as that Xbox era podcast, by coincidence, senior editor at The Verge, Tom Warren, tweeted that the Xbox showcase slated for June 11th is going to be two hours long, and this will probably be divided into a 90-minute section for Xbox and 30 minutes just for Starfield. How about that? Uh, I'm a, is this like going to be one stream? I think so. Okay. This, I've, I've said since it, like that came out, this is great marketing because you're forcing Starfield. The people who just want to watch for Starfield, they are going to watch the entire Xbox event just for the Starfield section. Think think about it. They put the Xbox bit first. They're going to sit there for 90 minutes watching all the Xbox stuff. So they're going to get views and uh, maybe some of those Starfield people will buy into those games they show. 
and then they get their Starfield dessert. What they've sat for 90 minutes waiting for. <laughs> it's a good plan, man. It's good plan. Yeah, it's, it's good marketing. Like, make them sit through it. I think there should be an intermission, though. Like, think about it. There's so many people who care just about Starfield, to your point, that, you know, content creators who are, are, are covering it, I think it'd be good for them to be able to, like, separate it. And then if they wanted to do two separate streams, like, they could set it up that way. Or if they needed time to change, you know, the title and the thumbnail and all that stuff, they don't have to do it while there's still stuff being mm. shown off. You know what I'm saying? Like, just from a... From a what's that? It has been done before where they're like, we'll be back. And then they have another timer um, similar to have. They usually have a timer in the very beginning where mm -hmm. like stream starting soon. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the in the middle, they'll have like, we'll be back five minutes. And then it's like another count, uh, timer countdown. I yeah. I mean, listen, two hours, two hours for a show. Let's be honest. It's it's it's, you're, it's the length of a, a full feature film. Right. So, yes. You know, but in this case, it's it's all game trailers and then there's some interviews in between and some developers talking. And that's a long time to be sitting there, you know, especially because for for from and I'm speaking just strictly from a content creator's perspective, you're you're entertaining, right? you're hosting, you're reading comments like you're multitasking, your brain's on 500 volts. You're trying to remember what's going on. And well, that may be, you know, more, but like remember what's going on, you. interact with chat. Yeah. Like, cover the things remember write stuff down if you want to cover it post the show like it's it's a lot so i've i've seen people like really hyped about something and they're talking to a chat about it and then this they're talking over this next moment and they might miss something that they might have been hyped for if they were not talking to their chat so it's quite if you get overwhelmed like me with the information it's like slow down <laughs> i need to process this yeah like, it took me days to process the Zenimax merger with Microsoft. It took me days to, like, fully grasp it. Because I was just in shock for several days. Speaking of, though, speaking of, uh, you, Mitch and Lexi, here at the Lorefield Podcast, you guys got you guys got some, some stuff to say about the, about the showcase? About, uh, about certain, some plans going on? Do you want to say Mitch? What? No, I'm playing up. Yeah, sure. Uh, yes. So this Did I actually spoil something. No, no, not at all. Okay. Um, I, I actually I had this in the document, but I, I couldn't find a way to transition into it. So I skipped over it. Uh, we had a commenter on the last episode, John Jones, who asked if there was any chance for a live reaction to the direct. And uh, we hadn't talked about it to that point. Um, but the answer is yes. So we'll be streaming the direct live um, on YouTube and hopefully on Twitch as well. Um, we are on Twitch, believe it or not. Uh, so yeah, we'll be doing the direct live. I might be traveling for work at the time, but I will, I will. I'm still gonna be live on the on the freaking thing, no matter. Yeah, you can't leave me hanging. You can't leave me hanging. Yeah, no, you, <laughs> I won't. So yeah, thanks to Marco. Yeah, that's a little bit of news for everybody. Mm. Yes, go. yes. I think cool. a lot of people are gonna be streaming it live. Um, Including me. <laughs> oh, it was gonna be fun. I had to find a mute button for some of my uh never mind, I'm not gonna be mean. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. That's a big day. One PM, right? Eastern time? I think so. Isn't that right? Okay. That's yeah. I believe. Well, look out. Yes. Look out for look out for uh for the Lorefield stream one PM EST on Twitch, you said? Uh, and YouTube. uh yeah, and YouTube. 
Oh, and, oh, your research. Okay, I got you. I got you. Nice. Yeah. Those links are down in the description below. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, moving on, I have a discussion I want to have that's not very consequential, but I still want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, the marketing for Starfield, it's been the subject of so much discussion. Um, I wonder what their plan was as of June of last year, because the 10-minute showcase we got was much shorter than usual, but I was under the impression that that was all they were planning until launch as far as big showcases go. Now we're going to get 30 minutes of a showcase. Was that the plan all along or have they thrown this in as extra? Because I think that'll what what their plan was from the beginning is going to affect what we see because if they were deliberately withholding 30 minutes worth of stuff, then that could change what we see in June. I don't know if I'm making sense, but what do we think about that what the plan was? I have thoughts, but someone else go besides me this time uh you know what no i think mitch should should cap start with his thoughts Mm -hmm. um well okay um i have always thought it was that this showcase was just going to be kind of shoehorned in because they delayed it so much but um the fact that it's going to be 30 minutes long makes me think that they might have planned to show us more from the beginning maybe at QuakeCon last year uh, a couple months before Starfield was going to come out. Um, and the only reason I would say that this is kind of an important thing to consider is because if what they showed us last year was all they were going to show us, and they would have laid all their cards out on the table, um, and 30 minutes in a couple months would just be kind of rehashing what we've seen, or, for example, going deeper into the outpost system. But if they were planning to show us more all along then we're going to be seeing 30 minutes of stuff that we haven't even gotten a hint of before. So that's where that might come into play. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I, obviously the delay throws a lot of things out of whack. Right. And, and when they were saying, listen, I, I don't know how many people believe this or, or don't believe it, but when they were saying the first half of 2023, the fact of the matter is they had a goal in mind the whole time. They were like, whatever it was, it might've been may might've been, you know, uh april whatever it was they, that was originally always their plan and then and then the the fact that and i actually there was recently i cannot for the life remember which developer was talking about it but they were explaining all of this in a thread about people a lot of gamers like to assume that they understand all the process and the decision making that goes behind with all these you know with all these things whether it's a delay or, or pushing a game back or even moving it up a bit sooner and and it's all about hitting milestones. It's all about can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? And if they can't, then that's when they decide if they need to move dates around because they're not hitting the things that they need to do to get the game out. And Starfield clearly was not hitting those milestones. And, and so their their plans have to shift as, as as a result. They need to adapt and change how they're going to present the game. I think that Bethesda always had a plan. Whatever they're going to showcase us in this upcoming event if the game had not been delayed is what they would have wanted to show us the whole time does that so so for if if the game was still coming out first half of 2023 then 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 we would have seen something a little bit sooner um if the game was still coming out at its original release date november 11th 2022 then we would have seen it at e3 of or summer games fest of last year we would have seen the equivalent of what we're getting now 
Um, because I think Bethesda is really cognizant of the fact that what they did for Skyrim and what they did for Fallout 4 really worked. It got fans excited. We saw just the raw gameplay of them exploring the world. And, you know, correct, stop me if I'm wrong, but I think we talked about this last time. Like, what do you want to see out of a show like that? It's just that concise thing that takes all of these elements we've seen and puts it together into a coherent experience. And so Bethesda all along would have wanted to show that. And this is that opportunity. So I think this showcase is is part of some plan, maybe not the exact plan, but as part of a plan that's always existed at some one point or another. It's just gotten moved around. That's my take on it. At least. Yeah. So you're uh, good. So you're you're more the camp that um, even if the game wasn't delayed, we still would have seen two showcases. I think we would have gotten this footage. Uh, it w- it might not have been under the pretense of a showcase, right? It might have just been, for example, the way that Fallout 76 was revealed. They just turned on a live stream and then like, boom. I know that was just a trailer for the game, but Bethesda could have put on. I mean, we live in an age where a developer can just put on a stream or a 24 hour stream of something and you'll get millions upon millions of people tuning into that stream. So I wouldn't put it past Bethesda to be like, hey, listen, we want to release the game at one point. Let's just say hypothetically, we want to release the game in April. There's no real event that's coming up. So we'll just we'll just do something similar. And it wouldn't necessarily be like a showcase. It would just be showing the game at that point. Right. Um, Or alternatively, Xbox has done their smaller showcase. Don't they have an Xbox Direct that was a while back where they just did like a smaller showcase of things that were coming up like they might have hosted something such as the playstation direct or the nintendo direct or all these other studios and publishers and big companies are doing the same thing so microsoft could have easily and i don't believe for a second that they wouldn't have if the game was coming out earlier easily could have put out another another showcase for this game under the pretense of xbox developer direct which they've already did they've already done it so Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely, <clears throat> I definitely believe that they had they had something planned, no matter what happened, um, because you can't not like what we got was the tease, and I cannot imagine a world where that was the only bit of gameplay that we saw, other than um, post release trailers. You know, so we're a month out game comes out next month and we're seeing new trailers with new snippets that people are pulling apart um bethesda games just on bethesda in general a bgs particularly do not operate that way they want to show you they want to give you the bleak falls barrow vertical slice and really show you uh and, and again i've said i've said this before we kind of got that with crete but it really wasn't it was more there was a very cut up version uh it was not it was not like someone playing the game um, sort of curated to give you an idea of what your experience is going to be like. This is hundred percent. This was going to happen no matter what. I, I, now what was in it that could have changed because again, I still firmly believe that because of the 60 frames uh, not being there backlash, that was a big reason that they wanted to push it back to give optimization options. Um, not to say that that's the only reason. I'm just saying that was one of the things. So, of course, they would have to re-record gameplay that is running at 60 frames. And I get it. There's tech that you can use to, to upscale the frame rate and all that, whatever. Um, but if they didn't want to use it and they wanted to have uh, 
you know, the gameplay be representative of what the final release is going to be, then yeah, re-record it and do do a little something new. You know, show us show us uh, your character landing on neon and walking through the streets and having the uh, uh, an interaction, sort of like Cyberpunk. Remember in Cyberpunk, we we saw like that whole interaction, like talking to people, and now we're going on a quest with one of our companions, and then. We're gonna fall in love with that companion way before the game ever comes out. You know, it's gonna be, you know what I mean. It, it's yeah. gonna happen, like that kind of thing. And then we get to see the the dialogue of like we walk up to a to a door of like a, a banded outpost, uh, like Crimson Fleet or whatever, and you're like trying to have a dialogue with this person, and then you have the option to switch, and then you're we get to see your partner go. I'll handle this, and then they talk to them for you. That kind of stuff. I feel like that's the kind of stuff that we would see. Um, that maybe they didn't have a, a good idea of how to present it. And now that it's near, hopefully near going gold, uh, that kind of stuff. I just hundred percent. This was always going to happen. What was going to be there? Maybe they didn't know, but that that's my take. Bleak falls, bleak falls barrels slice. I can't talk. You know what I mean? That yeah. vertical slice. Reek, yeah. Reek brawls, Reek brawl arrows. I like it. I, I do Thank like you. this this twist that it, originally it seemed like we were going to see less of Starfield than any other Bethesda game before launch, and now it seems like we're going to see more of Starfield than any other Bethesda game before launch. It's a uh, that's a plot twist that I'm perfectly okay with. Uh, Lex, what do you think? I think the thirty minutes is what they would have showed at QuakeCon. QuakeCon, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm kind of. I don't. I don't believe the footage would have been the same. Like they probably look. They're probably recording the footage like this month or next month. Like they're gonna leave recording to like the last minute because they only have to record now. But it's mainly a, the. It's not so much playing the mission because I guess whoever's playing they have to play it quite slowly. You know, like we as players, we like we, we're like bunny hopping, jumping through. Uh, they kind of have to take their time, and they'll be like, you mean you've never you've yeah. never played a Bethesda game like <laughs> demo two where you just you just walk through like looking up. <laughs> yeah. That's that's literally how I play a lot of games. I'm not kidding. I am like such an immersion freak. I, I have a problem. I'm not kidding. I'm sorry, like <laughs> that's that's what yeah. I said. That's what the camera would be. Is like just a small thing. You just I, that's how yeah. I play. Like when I first get into a Bethesda game, that's what I do. Like oh, yeah. I I play like Slow. the demo people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh, but a lot with going from Fallout Four onward, a lot of the magic is in the post editing, cutting out maybe part of a conversation, like Codsworth. Um, might have some spoilers talking about Sean. Uh, that was all cut. Maybe they change a few things around the world, uh, like the T60 power armor and its T45 in the game. They even added a jetpack in it for a montage. You know, uh, they'll do something to make the section a bit more exciting, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that like the footage is going to come last minute. So, when I say I think it's what we were going to see at QuakeCon, is they were going to do the same thing if it was still coming out that year. And it would have been live-streamed or... I don't know how they'll do, like, the exclusive footage when, without physical event. Because what they used to do is only a select number of people could view it. 
I think Wolf disagrees with you so much he had to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't coming at QuakeCon. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I, I think I think we're all kind of saying the same thing. If if I'm understanding all of us correctly, like it was gonna get shown at some point or another, just the circumstances under which it would come is different. Yeah, it's um. Well, oh, do you remember in 2021? When they recorded the video with the watch and all that, that footage mm -hmm. was recorded the like the month prior, in the May, I believe, because the date was revealed. So someone found out when it was recorded. So they right. probably will record that kind of stuff close, but they pr obviously they're gonna have all the preparations ready, what they need, and they've probably got some stuff done. Maybe Todd Howard talking on the stage, and then it's just last minute footage and editing yeah i mean they've even they've even just come out and said right that that either it they'll often record on a later build or i think todd howard has even come out and said that sometimes they'll build specific or they'll make specific builds of the game just for the demo purposes so the things that they know need to work work and mm -hmm. and you think about the time that that something like that would take it would lead you right up until the moment yep. or just shortly before the event to, to get that Going. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's like obviously you don't want to like the game to launch and you have that launch bug where everyone's t posing, <laughs> right? The thing about QuakeCon last year is that I don't know if anyone else felt this way, but it felt to me like Starfield was a huge elephant in the room at QuakeCon that did not get addressed. So that was one of my reasons for thinking Starfield may have initially. But is but can you can you can you comfortably say that any event that has happened since Starfield's reveal, Starfield hasn't been an elephant in the room? Like, can you comfortably no. <laughs> say that that's not been true? It's always the elephant in the room. That, like, that's the thing. I, I think QuakeCon. It, it's it's me. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. It, game Awards. I remember feeling the same way. So yeah, yeah. Every event. It's 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 it's. And I'm guilty of it too. Uh, you know, uh, making the video like Starfield's gonna be at at the PlayStation event. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Every event. <laughs> oh, it's, it's gonna be at the election. Is <laughs> <laughs> Starfield's gonna gonna show during this the the premiere of the Game of Thrones prequel? Like, no, it's not. It's it's not like like I Starfield trailer at the Flash movie premiere. <laughs> no, stop. Just. just... <laughs> I, I do I do think there's going to be a Starfield trailer that will play in theaters. That'd be awesome. Look how cute that is. It's so adorable. Oh Send it to Todd. I just grabbed it. Oh, I'll save it. It gets to him like a month later. It's like, <laughs> Give it to Marco's orphans. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought he was going to I don't want the orphans. It... <laughs> Um, I was going to save this for a little later in the episode, but I think now's a better time to talk about it. Well, if you mentioned it briefly, Redfall has been in the news because performance mode will not be in the game at launch. You're going to have to wait for a couple months till you can play at 60 FPS on Xbox. And that, obviously, because it's a fellow Bethesda-published game, made people wonder if Starfield would have a performance mode at launch. I think we can all agree that the game would be better off with a performance mode in it. I was wondering how important it is to all of you and what the likelihood is of it being there at launch. We can't really, we can only speculate on that, but more how important is it to you? Uh, okay, I will say, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy, okay? I'm happy with, I don't care. 
uh, with any game. Not not even talking about Starfield right now. I have never been stingy. I've ne it's never bothered me. Frame rate has never bothered me unless it goes below a steady. 30 you know and it's like noticeably like dipping where it's like what is like because i feel like below 30 is borderline like it's like choppy lagging like something is literally about to act actively like crash my game but other than that because i'm a big film guy i know people in the comments are gonna say film is different than games it's totally different i get it i get it but 24 9 frame rate is usually what film runs at okay 30 frames is the closest thing to, that we can get to, like, a cinematic experience. And I'm not saying that that's what I'm going for, but but because, uh, like, for example, first-person gameplay, um, I actually prefer uh, 60 frames because it, it feels better because you sort of need the, the reaction time. Um, it's not meant to, I don't know, you know, it's sort of you in the game. 30 frames I prefer... Uh, for for third person games, uh, which is what I typically play eighty five to ninety percent of the time in Bethesda games, just depending on what's going on. I'm I'm the opposite. I'm I'm sort of the minority because I know most people play first person in Bethesda and then switch to third whenever whenever. I'm the opposite. I love I'm a third person like all the time. Um, therefore the thirty You're frames disgusting. for me. I am a terrible human <laughs> being. I know. Let me know how disgusting I am in the comments down below. Uh, go 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 down subscribe and dislike all my videos. No. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, don't do Please don't do that. Please God. Uh, but, uh, no, it, this doesn't, it does it wouldn't bother me, but what I was saying before is people deserve choice and Starfield would, it would be a huge disservice to players out there that, especially after this Redfall shit, dude, or poop, um, there would be. <laughs> a huge backlash like microsoft sucks like it would just be a a massive like riot if they did not include a performance mode um whether you like it or not i think the people deserve 60 frames for starfield so yeah that's how i feel about it yeah i, I think they need to find a way to force it in even if it's like there's a oh. horrifically looking 10 meter radius of grass oh, around you wherever you move as long as they can get it to hit 60 i think they've got to put no, it oh that's gonna that would go over i could tell you i could see the fury of people like but this includes there'd be headlines up the wazoo are you kidding me uh, the, 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 you, you would have you i mean think the when when halo infinite came out and they were taking pictures of what was it uh the 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 the, the i think it was craig craig thank you craig craig yeah when, when, and and I didn't think Craig was that bad. Now you're telling me that you're going to take Bethesda and put like like horrible pixelation, make it look like a D-make so 60 frames works? That's going to be yeah. Craig <laughs> on steroids. My thinking is that they can improve it later. Oh, do you mean the MMO route? Like launch the broken, launch the broken MMO and then like patch it? Just every single MMO ever. Yeah, yeah. No MMO is at the yeah, yeah. perfect launch. So it's it's like No man. Do it later. <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna like, have Craig memes time. Yeah, okay. I I would love if the performance mode turned the game into potato. Where it's like all polygon esque like PlayStation One. Honestly, yes. I would I would I would get a great joke out of that. Um, I would think it's I would too. Uh, but a lot of people would not. That's the problem. A lot of people aren't as 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 uh, have as good a sense of humor as 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 we do here on the Lorefield podcast. So, um, no, no, 
No. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, oh, yep, go ahead. So you'd rather it not be there at all than be there, but really, like, be kind of crappy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, listen, listen, I, 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 here's the thing. Now, this isn't going to apply. A lot of people are still going to freak out about it because people, m- most, the majority of, of gamers aren't as in, in the loop as, as say, you or I or, or, or Wolf or Lexi. And so most people probably, but Todd has openly stated that he, he doesn't, he'd rather have the 30 frames a second if it means he could do the things he wants to put in his game, right? So with a title like Redfall, that's primarily, Starfield's a first person shooter, but it's a first and third person, you know, a role playing game. Um, Redfall is predominantly a first person shooter. And so with a game like Redfall, there's a, there's a certain expectation there. I think Todd Howard actually was really smart in 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 setting expectations. Again, I know a lot of people aren't going to have heard that quote from Todd, but it, it does set a precedent that, OK, it, it, we might be getting the game at 30 frames a second. And because it's been stated, it's 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 a little bit more. I think it's OK that it's more accepted that they kind of said, hey, we, we don't we might do this versus Redfall, where it's just out of the blue. The game already got delayed and it is a first person shooter where frames do matter a little bit more. Uh, I, yep. I don't think it's a big deal personally or as big of a deal as some people who, who will boycott the game you know, are, are saying. But there's a different precedent. And with a title like Starfield, I think it's more acceptable to shoehorn in a, a 60 frames per second mode that's that's patch it later. You're better off just not including it. Or, or just don't say anything, honestly, and I know that's going to piss a lot of people off, but just the game releases at 30 frames a second, let people know it's coming out at 30 frames per second, and and don't say that you're going to update it at a later date. I actually think that's one of Redfall's big mistakes, to be honest, is saying we'll update it later. Uh, okay. Just just come out with the update and be like, hey, we actually have, here's, here's this, you know, because then, then people aren't thinking, well, you should delay the game, you should just delay it further. It, it, it doesn't seem as though there was a plan to put in 60, but you can't do it. Or you do put in 60, and it's 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 half it's half baked. I think the the motive there was to recoup any lost sales from people who weren't going to buy the game for lack of a performance mode. Saying no, 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 it's okay because we'll it's, add it. It's later. okay because it's coming later. Um, yeah, but you're you're going to piss off the same people, and I'm not I'm not going to pretend I'm I'm I'm, I'm a professional when it comes to these kinds of conversations internally what what they talked about but but i, I think you're gonna piss off the same people either way sure no matter what you yeah. do you say it's coming 30 seconds you say it's coming 30 frames with 60 later the same people who are gonna get annoyed are gonna get annoyed no matter what at that point so i don't know just, just yeah put it, and put at it the in same as, time as yeah at, at the same time it's i know people i know friends of mine who are just like so set in their ways that they're like i'm out I'm out. I don't, I'm not having this. I'm not playing the game unless it comes out in 60 frames. And then it comes out 60 frames and they're like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll give it a shot. Now it's like, <laughs> you were so excited before. Shut the, shut up. Play the, f- f- play the game. Like I, and a lot of people are just going to be like that. They're just going to be like, they're just going to be like, so, so set in their ways that they're not going to be pleased either way. Right. Um, it, Starfield gets released 60 frame. Um, uh, uh, performance mode 
and then it gets its 30 frames resolution mode, people are still going to find things to complain about. Because, oh, it's Bethesda. Of course it has a bug. Of course my shoe is fl flipping around and breaking everything and hit me in the side of the head inside my ship or whatever, because that's just what happens sometimes. Like, there's always going to be something to complain about. This is not the thing to be complaining about uh, as far as the game. Like, DeMarco, you said it. Like, I, what we were saying about first-person shooters... The thing, the big, the big umbrella over all this, the big cloud over all this, is that the Series X consoles and high-end PCs, you're not setting a good, great standard because your product should speak for itself. And if it's not at its best and it doesn't have all the bells and whistles day one, then you're going to ask yourself, why am I here? Why am I? I spend all this money on this thing that can't even hit the thing that. Other studios aren't even promising, like Double A Studios, you know, stuff like that. Um, which I and then, then there's something to be so said it's about Double A Microsoft. Studio. It's right, more of a Microsoft exactly. thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, I agree. And and Microsoft has been notoriously hands off, uh, which is great for your work environment. It's not great for your product. And I'm not saying that they need to be, you know, smacking a whip or flip flipping a flicking a switch or whatever. Whatever hurts worse. Um, Definitely to, on the their whip. employees, the whip <laughs> probably right. Um, <laughs> with little fringes on the end, um, but yeah, I'm not saying that they need to be that strict with their with their studios, but they need to at least make sure that their their standards are met uh, and make sure that no one ever has to question this kind of thing ever again. Because now that this has happened, it's just going to be a question every every time now. So when Starfield gets shown in June, be like, oh, but it's 60 frames, and then it gets shown that it has 60 frames, and then people are going to go, well, we'll see. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So do you do That's you right. think? Wait to to go back to Mitch's question because I'm curious. Do you think that it would be better to have a, a half baked six? I think the the worst thing out of it with a half baked sixty frames is if it doesn't stay at sixty frames. I think that's the biggest issue. Um, if it's constantly <laughs> dropping, but but yeah. Wolf, like, what do you think it should come with a with a half baked sixty frames performance mode? Yes, you 100%. do. Yes, yes. Even I, if I it, think even it, if it doesn't, if it drops frames all the time, and and it and it. And it doesn't yeah, look nearly as good, and 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 it it looks like Craig. That's the thing. It's like, what time. do you want? Like, not you, but like people. Like, if you're, it's called resolution mode for for a reason. Okay, like eighty percent of people. Not, I'm not. That's not an accurate number, but I just feel like the majority of people prefer sixty frames nowadays. Um, and I don't. That's just my preference. I just again, depending on the type of game, first person shooters, yes. Um, these types of games, no, I I, I would rather run it at resolution because I'm I'm not I'm moving slower I'm I'm and it's not multiplayer either you know I would much rather a half baked sixty be there just to just to be there that way they can work on it and people won't complain about it not being there at all and say when is it coming I'm not even gonna play it I think that they would be smart to just at least have a half baked version there to hold people over until they get a a much more uh, polished. Uh, mode for performance, you know that that's just that's just where I come from. At least it's there. That because because if it's not there at all, then people are gonna, not even going to touch it. Because like I said before, there are people who are just not going to touch it at all until they know for sure sixty frames is there, even if it's half-assed. Um, so yeah, I think half half-assed or half or half baked, same thing, should be there day one. Yeah. Lex performance mode. What are your thoughts? Uh, on console games, do you uh, I always prefer resolution, 60 frames, if it's there, it's there, if it's not, it's not. I kind of have come to expect the 30 from... Because uh, w 
people are saying 60 is the norm, but the norm to me in particular is 60 FPS is the quality mode. And we're not at that point yet. 30 is still the standard, but obviously the standard is now that you have a performance mode and a quality mode. I just think like uh, uh, people are mixing up what they're saying. Mm. And yeah, I it in an ideal world it would have. But it's not like PC where you just turn down some settings and bing bang boom you have a uh, uh 60 frames. You've turned down some settings on console it's a lot of optimization if not more than the quality mode because you have to meet the targets you're aiming for while getting a, a decent picture. You don't want like, to be playing a PS1 pixelated game. It, it takes time. And uh, that is the unfortunate part about game development, is it takes a long time to do all this stuff. Interesting. Wow, I guess I'm in the I'm in the minority saying just keep it at thirty then. It's three to one. <laughs> I just think you just keep it at thirty and, and you let people complain about it. But then again, I'm not in the marketing department, so and I'm not yeah, the one who has yeah. to deal with that backlash. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like for me, it's like Microsoft right now, they're in a they're in a time. I don't want to talk about ABK, but that is the thing that's happening. And if they're gonna prove people wrong and say we're making a comeback, baby, and whatever, their big uh, I keep trying to say Starship flagship title, they're new. The thing that's gonna be on the boxes that is on the Xbox Series X console boxes. If that comes out and it and people are like, oh, it's gonna be the best smoothest thing ever, and all they play is. Bro but shooters. are people saying it's gonna be the best smoothest thing ever? No, no, I'm just saying, like, if your assumption, if, if the assumption... You're using it to sell your console. Met, right, exactly. Yeah. If it's on your box and you open it up and it's not even running at 60 frames, for people who would jump in and just try it, and they're like, eh, it's running like shit, why? And they don't even have the, the verbiage because they're not, like I said, in the space like we are, and they notice that it doesn't run great, um, they know to go into the settings and change it to, to their preference. And if it's not there, then they're like, ugh. Kind of runs like crap, but again, that that's just me talking about the business standpoint of setting standards. We shouldn't have to question if anything's going to have a performance or quality mode. I I assume honestly, even though I prefer uh, thirty frames, I always go to I go and make sure that quality mode is turned on, even though I know because I just I assume that it's like in all games now. So if you if you go to the number one the new I'm saying number one new IP for Xbox, and you turn it on and you're like quality, what the hell? Where is it? Where's the performance mode? You know what I mean? Then you're like, what the what's happening? You know, um, that's why I think it's important just to have it there. And if it's sort of wonky, at least you have something until you don't. You can still play the game. You know what I mean? You're not waiting and you're not boycotting and you know two months down the road then it's out. And it's like now we'll. You know, I don't know. That's just how I see it. Let no, people no, have no, hands no, on. No, you do it. know Red Wolf. You know why, Red Wolf? You've convinced me. <laughs> why is that? You've convinced me. Oh. Oh. Oh, that? Wow. You don't see that much anymore. That's wow, really cool. Look at that. This is why no, we I talk think... to each other. <laughs> Internet. This is why we communicate. We don't yell at each other. <laughs> no, no, listen. I'm thinking I, what one thing just that it's it's what you said. 
it's it's specifically what you said that it's there like people go in and it, it's it's at least there and yeah all all the other arguments i was like eh, eh. but it's just you you know when you need that one thing to just kind of like switch in your brain like you hear it said the same thing 20 different ways in the, the 21st way it's just like ding. yeah where like yep. just so it's there i like mm-hmm. that Okay, That's wow, really look cool. at that. Look at that, people. We learn something. Don't yell at each other on the internet. Just talk with your friends and go over to your neighbor's house and forgive your friend for... No, 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 no. Make him forgive you. Or make... Whatever. Thank you. Here we go. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't think of a good example. Go, go to anyway. your neighbor and make them forgive his other neighbor for not forgiving yes. you because you forgave... The first neighbor. For- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're getting somewhere. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the lore field slash renegade. Uh, we uh, that's been a lot of talk about sort of like the the world surrounding Starfield, like the the meta talk about release dates and showcases and and options and settings. Uh, now let's get into the the meat and potatoes, the actual game itself. Um, there were a couple things that we deliberately didn't talk about on the last episode because we were running really high on time and also because we wanted stuff to talk about between now and June. One of which is a really cool creature that was only on the screen for a couple seconds. It does have a name, but I couldn't get high enough resolution to see what it's called. It looks like a scrotum. It's a, <laughs> and it's basically a giant crab. <laughs> is it like the something maw? Was it? It is. It's like something mall. Uh, here, keep keep talking. I'll, I'll find it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it's called. Okay. Yeah. I, did it, Reddit figure it out? I bet Oda Reddit. did. Oda. Oh, it's definitely. It's 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 somewhere on the Starfield subreddit because those guys are insane in in all the best ways. Um, they've uh, they've AI upscaled it. They've like they've pulled it through NASA supercomputers. Of course they did. <laughs> What else? <laughs> Someone's re-rendered the image several times with their like 4090 in rendering software. They've put it in Blender. <laughs> they yeah, created it themselves. They've turned it into a full feature film and then turned it back into an image. They've sat outside Bethesda's offices with binoculars. <laughs> we'll need to talk about the Starfield Navigator on an episode. Did you guys hear about that? I have no idea what you're talking about. No. Some people on, I think, the Starfield Discord made a map. I think they have the the web address, starfieldnavigator.com. Oh, they this was... a 3D map yeah, of yeah, all yeah. planets, of all the systems. Yeah, that was... Um, it was uh, uh, Starfield Signal, I think, featured the guy who made that on his channel. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think I remember yeah. seeing that video. Well, I saw the thumbnail. I don't... I just watch stupid videos on the channel. <laughs> Um, yes, I remember that. It was it was quite interesting. Although I'm curious as to how, because I didn't I didn't see the whole I didn't try out the tool or anything. But I'm curious as to how that's different from just a regular star map because obviously Starfield is is a realistic sci-fi game, right? So it's using some you know real places with fake boundaries, the United Colonies and and the Free Star Collective and those the different factions that set up boundaries there, but. This is an incredible oversimplification, but I think the problem was that the system locations aren't exact, so they had to kind of go in and hand match each system to its real-life counterpart. 
Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that's that was my big thing. Is how is it different from like if I were to look at a real map? An yeah. interactive star chart map that shows the different galaxies and such, or the different systems. Yeah, I, I think the main part was that it's not perfectly to scale. They had mm -hmm. to use kind of their best judgment in some parts. I do, I do think it's kind of funny in a weird meta way because every star map is technically wrong because we see light from the stars from like several like a million years ago so they're not in the same place as they were back then or they just don't exist so everything that James Webb is seeing from like the early universe is stuff that just doesn't exist or is yeah, it's all gone. nowhere near <laughs> nowhere near us anymore Go to sleep with that tonight, children. Every star you see in the sky died a long time ago. <laughs> Sweet well, dreams. Why well, say? Remember Beetlejuice, uh, like the one of the biggest stars that we've seen. Uh, Beetlejuice is long gone, and like, that's that's an infamous star. Mm -hmm. And actually, one of the um, sorry to get into like a sciencey talk. I've discovered there's a thing called a black hole sun. Or it's theoretical. So, by, uh, before all the other elements were created, then stars used to burn differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black hole um, by Soundgarden, right? Uh, <laughs> Just thinking. <laughs> I know black hole uh, sun. Won't I, you come? <laughs> I, f I forgot what the early suns burnt on, but it was different to how our sun, for example, burns, which is a red... Dwarf, I believe, or something like that. Because most of the suns have happened to... Well, most suns are red dwarfs with, like, planets, I guess. No, wait, I don't think that's right. It's, there's something... It's like, there's commonly red dwarf suns. Um, they're the smallest. Um, but they burn for a long time. Uh, like, they, they burn the longest, but... Anyway, I'm going off topic with this. Basically, no, I, think, I think you should dedicate a whole <laughs> Lexi Science Corner as a as a segment of the podcast. And oh, that'd be pretty cool. You explain like some like some neat science fact. That'd be fun. Yeah. And I was I was watching a video. It might not even be true, but like it's theoretical that somehow um, there's like, but before. How new suns were created before supernovas, two suns colliding. Um, something to do with the core explodes. But the star is so massive that instead of dying and collapsing, a black hole forms in the middle, a tiny one. And that core of a, like a couple hundred years or whatever slowly eats at the sun. And then eventually it causes supernova because, you know, the sun eventually will explode. As the, you know, there's a black hole eating at its in innards like a xenomorph. It's going to pop out. It's very parasitic, like the creature in these. Yeah, it's pretty much parasitic. Yeah. <laughs> like scrotum crab here. <laughs> oh my god, I like that name. That's it. That's the name. Red Wolf, stop looking. We got the names. Scrotum What's crab. it called? Scrotum, Scrotum crab. crab. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs>
There you go. There you go, Internet. Uh, no, Lexi, uh, thanks for those science facts. That was, yeah. that was, I didn't know that. That's actually real. It's interesting that you kind of have this parasitic relationship that goes on in beyond just the natural environment off the confines of, obviously, Earth. Um, yeah. So it actually happens in, in, you know, much larger scale. And d basically, the reason why they think these suns exist is because the size of black holes compared to the universe, that there, sh there shouldn't be black holes of that size at this point in the universe. Or would the ones we've observed, there's like huge ones that... Because uh, a black hole will start small, but it has to mer It will slowly grow, but it can merge with other black holes and get bigger and bigger that way. So the, uh, the theoretical black hole sun is because... There's these massive black holes and they just can't explain it. And there is your science knowledge. You should teach yeah. an astronomy class. Yeah. I I would everyone would fail that. I class. thought you were gonna say I do. I was like, oh, <laughs> <goddamn> way. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just watched a video on it and I thought it was fascinating. That is very fascinating. Yeah. Um, thanks, Lex. We'll make a segment out of that. Lexi's science Lexi's corner. Lexi's science corner. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do want to say just about this creature, though. Um, this is exactly, fr from from a design perspective, the type of things that I want to see in Starfield. Because I, I, I think one of the one of the elements that was really lacking for me in, in what we have seen so far about the game is actually seeing, in particular, the alien environments. Everything looks very possible. And when I'm playing this, and I get that, that Starfield's based in, in a realistic setting, but at the same time, you know, I, I feel like we saw the concept art with these humongous gigantic trees and all the fungus and the giant mushrooms and all that stuff. And I was getting these big Morrowind time vibes. And then we actually saw the gameplay and I went, oh, oh, that's like a pine tree. And that's like a it's like some normal clouds in the sky. And, you know, so in that regard, I think I was a bit of but I'm hoping that they're saving some of the cooler stuff. For, even even if you look at uh, at New Atlantis and the concept art, you see a lot more of the kind of the, the fungal overgrowth and the, the, the different vines and all that cool stuff. And then you actually see the gameplay footage and it just looks very, you know, like it could exist on Earth right now. Uh, so I'm hoping that they're saving some stuff. But I will say this creature is is what gets me like stuff, designs like this are, are what get me excited because it is just so alien and so terrifying. And I, I do really like in, in the second, in, in one of the screenshots, um, that he's just chucking a, a loose grenade at this giant thing that's five feet in front of him. Uh, <laughs> which is just not a good idea. But I, I will say, as a developer, or a, a new developer, I guess, there's a massive disconnect between concept art and the actual... Um, yeah, of course, yes. If you look at the Fallout 4 concept, my... There's there's that concept, God to and then you see the game and you're like, what happened? I've got it. Sorry. No, in a bad the way. No, I, I got the name of the thing. Oh, what is it? Ooh. It's called a hunting maggot maw. No, uh, crab scrotum is better. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that's like maggot? that's like the Where alpha version. Where did you version. find that? Uh, Mr. Matty, please. Oh. How did he find it? Oh, I don't have. Uh, a he might have. Uh, he might have upresed it. I don't know, but uh, yeah. yes, he very confidently said it's a hunting maggot maw. It, you can actually look at like the end of the creatures. You can see the word maw. Like I'm not saying you can see it clearly, but you can see maw at the end of that. Um, 
Yeah, I believe him. And, I mean, it looks like a yeah. giant maggot, and it has maggot. a giant maw, and it's giant. Yep. So giant maggot maw is very on the nose. It's actually the same thing that we saw that in the dark hallway before in, in the other oh, is gameplay. It? Okay. No. Yeah. That's what it looks like, yeah. No. Oh. I thought that was more of a like an alien. Yeah, that thing looked like more like alien. the type of thing you'd see in Prey in the yeah. game Prey. Let me not see. That was more. That was more of a mimic type creature it, than it. Didn't look anything. It is. Like I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the still image. It is definitely the same creature because you can see the teeth. Okay. You can see like the little pincers and everything coming out of. It is the same thing, but its head is like down in that shot in that in that dark hallway where your dude's like firing away. Um, I can link the thing to you guys so you can see it. Uh, is this good content? Let us know down in the comments below. <laughs> Um, but uh, anyway, hunting maggot maw. There you go. I do love its mouth. Imagine like your leg getting pulled in by its teeth, and it's like kind of grasping at you and pulling your leg in more. Oh my gosh, that thing is. Think Starfield oh, will have those kinds that. of moments where you get taken out for a bit, and no. you get locked into an animation because a creature oh, is like tossing you around for a second doesn't like kill space. you oh do you mean like when you fight yes. in a death claw and it keeps like doing that yeah, animation yeah, exactly yeah. or if you're in yeah. power armor it keeps picking you up and slamming you on the ground i want that yeah. with some of this stuff that's what i, yeah. I love that, those moments that would be awesome i, would I guess that. on creation engine 2 they might do it more i hope so it, it felt very awkward in fallout 4 i thought here's a here's a question who okay? Who's who's playing this besides Lex? Who's playing this on PC? Like day one. Tomorrow, dude, just like hands up. Yeah, man. Yeah, How else am I gonna download all the all the cool day one mods? That okay? That was my question. Was that are you who's out. gonna wait for mods? Because it's gonna be like at least like two years or something. I need that Thomas the Tank right. Engine spaceship, man. How else am I gonna play oh Starfield? In, so in, just uh, version. Obviously, we we can't we can't we can't mention the uh, forbidden site. Uh, that's going to be very popular. Um, certain mods, uh, I can't say because it's not PG. No man, I just want my Star Wars mods. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think all the mods that get taken down for like copyright, I think that'll be on there. That's. Uh, I just want to be. I just want to be flying around in Star Wars stuff, and 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 just somebody needs to do a total conversion mod. <laughs> To make oh, it, they will. They 100% it. will. Yeah, it, it, you need that type of total conversion mod. It would be sick, and then EA's going to take it down, and we're all going to cry. Well, I'm going to cry. And then it's like and... re-uploaded with viruses and Trojans. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I put, wait, why are you asking who plays on PC? I play, I, I, I am... But I was just asking who's going to get grab mods like right out of the bat or just experience vanilla for a few years and then uh, I I don't yeah. I don't trust mods till the kits out because I mean they're all they're just nothing burgers before it's it's really really basic it's like texture swapping terrible. or yeah not not I don't when I say day 1 I don't mean like literally like the first month or two just like just using them casu casually, I guess. Like yeah, yeah. Near, the, near launch, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't touch anything. Because I, I would want to know what was there and then come back and say, look how much better, you know, 
rather than not knowing if it what the difference is because I haven't been living in that world long enough. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to explain. I, to I, I was just curious. Yeah. I'll, I'll have oh, to explain what I mean, but I think mods ruin the vanilla experience because once you start modding, you can never go back to vanilla. As soon as you go back to the vanilla, you're like, oh, this, there's this mod. This mod makes it so much better. It restores so much of this quest line. Ah, oh, I need this mod because my hood sucks. Yep, it, it Dude, is. I can't play without yeah. cloaks in Skyrim. You know. <laughs> yeah, cloaks exactly. Skyrim, the the, the, the overhaul, thing, the lush overhaul mod. Um, the, I I have like 150 mods installed on my console, and it runs. It it it. it, it I'm not kidding you guys. I have put like 25 or 30 hours just in the modding menu trying to stabilize my save. With <laughs> save. Like you sound like you're working in a nuclear reactor and you're trying to like, st- like okay, prevent so a meltdown. So maybe I have to place that mod under the XP32 skeleton because it technically is part of like that kind of stuff. Like, why <laughs> is it crashing? Like that kind of stuff. And I, if, once you finally get it, you're like, Okay, don't touch anything. Just walk slowly. Don't do anything. <laughs> I've so, yeah. yeah. I've literally had my VR game break. I I all I did is I didn't touch it for two months. Perfectly worked yeah. when I left it. Two months later, same setup, same everything. It just wouldn't load. I had to reinstall the whole thing. Yeah, like my my like, I would take a break and be like, it's not even loading now. So I don't even know where to begin. To fix this, I have no idea. I'm like, I just disable guess I'm just one done mod for at a while. That's that's what you do. You disable and one I, mod at a time. Oh, trust me, I've been there, and, and sometimes it's worked. But then again, sometimes I'm like, I'm just gonna leave it, and then I come back, like like Lex said, like months later, and I just it just works. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so anyway, or freak. Sorry, Dad. Uh, Lex's dad or Mitch's dad, whoever's dad is watching, it's fine. Sorry, um, but. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I would, I got us off topic. Oh, I was gonna say, Jedi Survivor has dismemberment now. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, cool. Yeah. For a game I, with lightsabers, for a game with lightsabers, I was very disappointed with the first game. That uh, only in certain instances could I chop limbs off people. Welcome to the Star Wars podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's space baby. Um, yeah. Actually, will dismemberment be in Starfield? Bitch. <laughs> Oh, it's got to be some blood. That's that's a like serious question. Like, uh, do you think dismemberment will be in Starfield? Starfield? Um, I do not. I think that's a fallout. I think that's a I I think it would be cool if, like, in the the Vats version, you could target the space helmet, shoot the glass bit, cause a crack, and then they suffocate. I don't know. Be a bit cool. That'd be cool. And they're like air pressure because like the oxygen going to the mask, their mask turns into a thruster and they start spinning from the face. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> and their arms are flailing as they're dying. Yeah, I saw a lot of people say, a lot of people were saying like there's no, there, there was no blood in, in Starfield uh, gameplay shit. Yes, there was. If you watch it at point twenty five speed, like I have 57 times while I fall asleep at night, uh, then you see there is there is a bit of blood. Uh, it, there's just not a whole lot like there is in um, in Fallout specifically. Because there, there's blood in, in Elder Scrolls too, but not unless you have the, uh, 
that mod on where blood just like sprays all over the wall and everything. <laughs> like Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, also... literally. It's just like everywhere. Yeah, so but it is there. They're, they're also wearing spacesuits. So that was what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, you have these yeah. thick, heavy, like multi-layered spacesuits that they're wearing. You're not gonna see gore gushing out of yeah. their you know but their I'm... suits when you shoot them. I'm just gonna like note. I love how Bethesda do the uh, blood. Like from an enemy, though. Like you hit an enemy, they bleed. As like a, it's a non-physical item. Like it, it's an animation that just fades. Um, so you slash them the blood, and wherever the blood lands, they'll just plop this miscellaneous like item texture on the floor, and that's the blood splatter. Oh right! So they're just like just placing like these items in the kit, and there's like all these blood splatters on the floor. Yeah, I just thought that I was funny. Say, I think I think the next big step with something like that is is that you can actually like follow, like they actually where you know if they're like a, a different types of of. I mean, we're on the topic of gore in Starfield, so just to really really <laughs> dive into this topic, right? I was really nailing into it. Um, like <laughs> if it was actually representative of like you hit them lightly, then there's a small drip, and you could actually follow the small drips as it like goes through like imagine something like that in skyrim and you could see it in the I snow and it's like just like yeah. there or you hit them big and there's just a puddle of it and then you see as it like gets like for example smaller, I, I think smaller. a game that did it really well was uh was was the the last of us actually the last of us specifically part two and if you put you walk through a puddle then your footprint actually carries it through and like <laughs> you leave footsteps behind because you walk through a little bit of it you know i think that would be a very cool next step but beyond beyond I, i'd be more impressed with that than i would be hey that guy's arm flew off last comment i'll ma- make about the hunting maggot maw is that it looks like mr Waternoose from monsters inc i i i don't have the picture in front of me but all i can picture is mr Waternoose from <laughs> monsters inc <laughs> lower body mostly they do you think that's gonna be do you think that'll be one of the first mods is it just turns all yeah. of the the maggot maws into Mr. Waternoose. <laughs> and all of his sounds are, give me the child. <laughs> <laughs> As it, it would be, it would be, I mean, listen, they've, they've done that with the dragons and Randy Savage, so now I think it's, it should be Mr. Waternoose and, and, hey, hey. and giant maggot maws. Okay. My best friend hey. just downloaded the Fallout 4 mod that replaces all of the Mylurk sounds with the guy that screams <laughs> chocolate from SpongeBob. <laughs> 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 have you ever got the extra sean mod no there's a mod where if you press x your protagonist will just keep saying sh- all the variants of sean that they'll say throughout the game <laughs> and my friend got so pissed off a few years ago <laughs> that he made me uninstall it because <laughs> x is press x to sean that's literally all the mods called <laughs> sean that's funny Dude, people think of the the most ridiculous things, and I I'm absolutely here for it. Like I I love that kind of stuff. More more X for Sean mods. Here's a, here's two mod ideas. Replace Vasco with Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Is it Short Circuit? He's like he's a robot. He gets struck by lightning. Yeah, I think that's it. You gotta see that film. 
No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, he thinks he's alive. <laughs> or or replace Vasco with Mike Wazowski. A really tall Mike Wazowski. Why Mike Wazowski? I don't know. They both got one eye. <laughs> oh, there you go. I was going to say the Iron Giant, but I guess the one eye comment makes no, sense. No, someone, someone replaced Liberty Prime with the Iron Giant, yeah. Yeah, that's why. It was fantastic. I absolutely love that mod. Uh, if they replaced it with, like, Iron Giant quotes instead. Actually, talking about Liberty Prime, sorry to go off topic again. We always do this. It's a staple of the show. You're muted, Wolf. <laughs> You're muted, buddy. What is going on? <laughs> now this is intentional. Now he's doing it as a joke now. Hope you're enjoying episode 23 <laughs> of the Warfield podcast. Um, but the software that Bethesda used for Liberty Prime. I don't think they've ever revealed what software it is. I want that software because I want to make my own Liberty Prime. And just make Liberty Prime. Um, do YouTube intros and like... I don't know. Tell people if they don't subscribe they'll go to... They'll get crushed. Like communists. I don't know. That... Very, I, I, it would, it would encourage me not to subscribe at all. It would encourage <laughs> then, uh, me not to watch, not to watch any of your videos because if I do and then I don't subscribe, I'll get crushed. So I know to stay far away. I, I believe that Liberty Prime's cool. That's mm -hmm. all. I, I agree. He's got a cool face. He's got a cool face. I agree with that statement. Yeah. You know, ten out of ten. Ten out, yeah. ten out of ten would get stepped on by Liberty Prime again. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, with high heels. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see from the SpongeBob movie when Patrick's wearing the heels. Oh no! Just time to wear a striped sweater. <laughs> oh, here's here's a mod idea. Here's a mod idea: replace Vasco with uh, Patrick from the SpongeBob movie in the high heels. God, why? <laughs> Just why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, he's tall in that scene. Or peeled. peeled, or peeled. <laughs> I don't know. What that <laughs> you, you can't say this. This show is not entertaining. It is. No, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm having a good time. And if you're having you a good bet. time, too, hit the like button, subscribe, share this out to people that are Lorefield, Starfield fans alike, and uh, get this thing rolling, baby. Get sweaty. Get naked. Can you, can you believe this will be a Starfield lore show? And, like, we can barely keep a topic going. <laughs> yeah, we just make our own lore. We stay true to it. I'll take responsibility for, for that. No, no. <laughs> No. We, we are all responsible in some way. Listen, I'll, I'll, I will condemn my own actions here. But I gotta, I gotta blame the orphans. They're, they're shouting things at me while I'm recording, and it gets distracting. Oh yeah, so. I get that. <laughs> well, I don't get it like firsthand, but I can see how that might be. Oh, you have orphans too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, so, so that's one other gameplay detail. Oh, sorry. That's why he doesn't have the background on. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah. all the all the orphans. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, that's why me. that's why I keep getting ragged for it. It's because it's actually like a secret. <laughs> that you, it's been you all along. It's been Agatha all along. Somebody's yeah. watched WandaVision, right? Oh yeah, I, I love Marvel. Okay, there we go. I'm like the most generic movie watcher ever. I I love Marvel. I even like the bad stuff, like Eternals. Or objectively bad. I like Eternals. I liked Eternals. I thought it was fine. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was fine as well. It was perfectly. Uh, anyway, Mitch! <laughs> Gameplay detail we've got is that uh, there was another one, and I haven't seen this talked about too much. Tim Lamb, who was the guy sitting on the couch wearing the baseball cap, like me, um, playing playing Starfield while Todd talked. He discovered a location while he was playing the game called the Mars Mech Factory. And that has opened up a lot of questions in my head about mechs. Are there gameplay implications here? I don't think they would just leave an abandoned mech factory and there not be any mechs in the game. Um, what do we think about this? They've tried it a little bit with power armor. Uh, yeah, what might this look like? I just think it's going to be revised power armor. From Fallout 4 and 76. Because technically, the creation engine sees power armor as a vehicle anyway. So the, the mechanics... And look, if it's going to work the same, you might as well copy-paste. And then rewrite what you need to. I mean, it's not like you're stealing the code if you're stealing it from yourself. Not saying they've done it that way, but that would be the easiest way to do it. Well... See, the thing is, I, I, I think that the thing about power armor is it works with the NASA punk vibe, doesn't it? Like as it as it is. Right. So it works in that environment. But I actually imagine. In a, in a Starfield scenario that they would be more akin to, say, what you get in something like Avatar where they're much larger and formidable and not just like a human-sized entity that you walk into so but it's blue people you can play as blue people <laughs> actually i wonder in oblivion you can make blue people um can we do that in starfield in oblivion you can in oblivion uh no just mod it um <laughs> no, but it would it would be it would be something where the the mechs that you can you can do are, are much more formidable, where it's actually a a larger entity that's not just the small suit. You, you know, you think that the the power armor in Fallout is is still tech in Fallout Four is still smaller than like a Deathclaw. Um, so like like it, Ripley, like an alien, like the the forklift suit, something like that. Just but not as like you know what I mean. Just I not, think not like massive like. Armored core, not Titanfall, yeah, not yeah, Titanfall yeah, level, Titanfall. but perfect, perfect, yeah. I think um, size will be a limiting factor because it's it's like uh, how scaling works in previous games. They make the ultimate taller, but that also means they run faster because the bones of the NPC. That sounds weird. <laughs> the bones of the NPC are the exact same, so. It's just a bigger model, but it's running the same, so it's running faster because it's bigger. I, and then the pessimist. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I was just gonna. Um, so a, a a big mech would require its obviously its own animations anyway, but the bigger it is, the more 
variables. There would be between the human scale stuff and this mech. How fast does it move? You know, you've got to make sure it's not running around at the speed of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> or it's too slow. I, I don't know. There's tons of variables, but the bigger you get, the uh, you, you have to work around the size, usually. No, I don't. I don't know if that's too much of a challenge. I mean, you you think about how some of the larger creatures in in uh, past Bethesda, like dra- dragons in Skyrim, right? They they. I mean, when they're flying, it's it's maybe a bit different because they are flying, but they move at at an appropriate speed. It's not as though it's this big hurdle that, that needs to be overcome to to make it happen. Oh no, no, definitely. It's death claws, which are larger, once the animations and all that are there, they just change the skin. The skin yeah. of the mech, and it's the same animations, like same with dragons. It's always the same model. It's the same uh, death bones. No matter what type of dragon is, the bones will always be the same. Right. There's no like unique bones, or uh, it's just his. Because in the kit, what you can do is you can select dragon, and then you can choose the dragon's skin, which is all your variants, and mm-hmm. those will apply different health and stuff like that. The, the skeleton of the NPCs, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I I was just going to say lore-wise, since this is a lore-field podcast, uh, <laughs> no, but I think that because it is, in fact, an abandoned mech facility, it could very well just be that, and that mechs, if they were to appear, would just be like a rare automaton boss, mini, you know, mini-boss kind of kind of thing. Um I don't know, like, because whenever I try to picture something armor, power armor esque in Starfield, I literally can. It's just, it's just power armor, but in Starfield, I can't imagine it's something that would differentiate enough to be not power armor. And I can. To be, I can. To be, well, to be called a mech, like, how I would can. you transport it? You, like, you, what? you. If it, if you can't use traditional firearms while you're using it. Okay, so like like a melee or like the built-in weapons like Vasco, like you can like you can upgrade Vasco and put weapons on him. So like, yeah, you know what yeah, comes to mind actually? Subnautica. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You play okay, Subnautica, okay. right? And Subnautica, yeah. you have the mech that you get into. It's an underwater exploring mech, so it comes with very tools suited to that type of thing. But the mech has a little grapple cable that helps it swing around, and then I think it had you know I don't. It's been a while. I don't remember what else it can do, but. Right, it just has like this mech can do these functionalities. This one's an engineer. It maybe has the equivalent of say a ripper from Fallout in one arm, and it's just in the other in one arm, and 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 in the other one it has a little nail gun. Um, so it can shoot, but like a like a junk jet maybe equivalent in in Fallout. Um, yeah. But its functionality is just limited. You can't equip every single weapon in your inventory to the mech, and I think that's would would be one of the big ways to separate it self i like that so like putting it on like the bench to work on you could attach weapons to it that kind of thing but you're not so do you do you think that it could be like more utility like uh everyone's asking about like uh are we gonna have vehicles in starfield and stuff like that you think it'd be more like you have to exit out of your ship with it on type of thing um you know what I mean? Just like get out. Like, can you enter buildings with it? Like, I can't imagine something that's not as 
power armor was like the limit. I feel like for as like as big as you can get and as large as the as large or small as the areas could ha- could be in um, to accommodate. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I mean, don't know. You know, what I'm trying to, to be. Say, yeah. yeah, yeah. To be clear, I don't think that mechs are going to be in the game personally. I, I just. I, I don't think because I, I do think part of the problem is that people are going to see that type of thing and then they're either going to equate it to Fallout and they're going to like it less than Fallout because we're used to Fallout or uh, it's just it's just going to be too similar to Fallout. People are going to be, oh, this is just Fallout space. And so I think that definitively to, to set Starfield's own identity, you know, mechs can exist in the world as a thing, but not something that the player can u- utilize. Um, right. So, so that's that's my personal take on, on mechs as a whole. But if it were to be implemented in such a way, do y- y- you need to wear it into out when you get off the ship? No, but you don't have to because you have you you, you could uh, uh, you saw the way that you seamlessly got off the ramp in in Starfield onto the planet. So very easily yep. you could decide like your mech could be stationed on that bottom floor, and you decide, okay, I'm going to take the mech out in this adventure, and it's hooked up in the same way the fallout power armor was on the workbench and you, you get in it you take it off to the planet because it's all done in real time it's no no loading screen there so it can it can be done um question is is will it i i don't think it should because it stick to its own identity which mm-hmm. i think you, you you i think the problem is you get too close to, to fallout territory there as you're kind of saying yeah. they, they hit they hit a peak with it it worked well i think fallout 4's power armor was sick it's so much fun to play with i'm with you wolf on, on the basis of uh, buildings, because if you think about it, if they do make mechs that are that are huge, you can't take them into caves, you can't take them into buildings. That's where all the combat spaces are, so it's going to be useless anyway. So I, I do agree with you that power armor is pretty much the upper limit in terms of scale. Mm-hmm. Lex. Okay, perfect. Yep, <laughs> I've, I've got I've got little to say. I didn't even know there was an abandoned like I, I've i been so absorbed into Final Fantasy that I've just zoned out on all of these Starfield stuff but I'm excited to learn about right all now. of it no no I turned it off <laughs> I, I, tu- I turn it off for this <laughs> yeah. just for this <laughs> yeah wow but yeah, yeah I promise I am hyped for Starfield I just yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit distracted. Yeah, sure. I want to stream Final Fantasy, but you know, I don't really have an outlet for it. Twitch. Stream it. Stream it, dude. Stream it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mitch yeah. Button. <laughs> yeah, Mitch Button. Mitch Button. <laughs> um... I wanted to gather gather one wish list item from each of you. Something that hasn't really dominated the Starfield conversation before. Um, something that you feel strongly about and want to see in the game. I think I already know what Wolf is going to pick. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll start off just to just to kind of set the tone for it. I want consistent skyboxes for every planet. I want, and, and that sounds like a no brainer. Of course, it's going to be in the game. Think about it. One thousand planets. They're going to have to model the sky for and place the accurate planets in the accurate positions. Maybe some will need two stars. Some will need one. Some will need a whole bunch of moons. Some will need none. I want all of that to be accurate. It's a ton of work, but I really, really think it's important for immersion. 
And um, yeah, I would just love consistent skyboxes for every system. It'd be awesome. I love that. I love that. And then like nighttime too, then they would have to be more prevalent or more. Uh, yeah. They would have to be it, more it affects like, lighting too. Yeah. 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 That's, and I had, I had never thought about that. That to me, I was like, of course, that's just like a given, but not when you're doing it, it for a thousand planets. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, a, that's a good one. I like that. I so, think uh, I know what Wolf is going to say too. Started off the podcast with it. Is that yeah. is that a cat? <laughs> is that your cat on like your exercise yeah. equipment, <laughs> just cleaning <laughs> themselves? <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I can. Uh... You can try. There we go. Yeah, nice cat cam. Damn, that cat's there. doing some gains. <laughs> 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 nice. See, so I have to close my door because if I don't, there'll be cats. There'll be uh, my cat will like try and sit on my lap, and she'll stop purring. Well, that's adorable. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. No, but when I'm trying to game, am I like sometimes like I'll have my legs up on my chair, so I'm like doing a squat. Yes, my I'm in a moment, like and then she'll just awkwardly sit, like in between, like. My legs on my torso. In your hands. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're not gonna like. And then they start to like fall and then like claw you and you're like. Fuck! And, <laughs> and they're purring and you're like, is this is this comfortable? Yes. Like, Are you good? Are you <laughs> and then and then my foot goes numb because I'm you know squatting on my chair. Ugh. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. My cat, this cat, Saga. He will. I named it that because he has such a long tail. <laughs> Get it? <coughs> so, yeah. So he'll. Uh, <laughs> so there's, there's the joke. It's on. It's on the. It's on your wall somewhere back it's, there. It's, yeah, it's back there. <laughs> Fell about the shelf. The he'll like sit. <laughs> they're like. Oh, <laughs> they're trying to chew on it. <laughs> sustenance. Um, Saga will like sit on the on the table in front of me. And just like do that like slow like squinty thing that cats do, and it just like wait like he's like this he's literally like this close away from my face, and I'm like trying to like play my game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, for, for me, I can't see my keyboard, so I can't see where the W is, and I'm like awkwardly. Mitch, you're like <laughs> Wolf. What is your wish list item? Does that have to be one? No, no. I mean, I just okay, kind of set the bar at one to get a passing grade. You have to show there's one. There's two. There's two. There's one main, and then there's a secondary. Okay. So maybe we could all just have a secondary to be sure. to, to cheat. Okay. So the main one is obviously you guys know. Um, can we be completely naked anywhere? No, I'm kidding. Can we <laughs> walk around our ship uh, while we're in space? While the ship's in space? Um, I've talked about it to death. It just does not make sense i've actually talked to some some bigger youtubers like one-on-one and they a lot of them just don't think that it's going to happen they're like just to be realistic it just doesn't seem possible with bethesda's creation engine and i'm like the thing that i push back against is that the pilot area has a door that shuts whenever you go into it. It shuts it shuts behind you. It's a whole like thing. And whenever you come out of it, it shuts back. 
the the cell those are two separate cells so the cell that shuts when you come come out of the cockpit you're not really in space but you are the marker you're you're the one who actually pointed out that there's windows even whenever you're walking out of your ship there's windows and i never even thought about this there is windows there are um, but that again so it's in the hangar right important it is it's it's on the the loading dock when you're getting off the ship there's windows you could see out the windows when you're landed on the planet that's that's when we saw it in the beginning of the gameplay demo when they're walking off the ship and vasco's in front of you uh yeah if if you're if you're stuck it doesn't matter though if you're if you're locked to your chair at all times and you cannot get out of your chair when you're flying the ship in space doesn't matter how many windows are see-through because you're only looking at it from first person or third person from the cockpit of the ship so okay so i don't know if i'd use that as a definitive de facto argument that like you can walk around so right are you saying it's a cell that loads as the animation to open the door plays yes okay so that's that's pretty much your unreal engine like level design 101 when something is too far away from you or something is out of view, you can despawn it until it's back in view. It's quite clever because then you well, doesn't yeah, need resources. The creation engine uses occlusion planes, though. Oh, we're getting into so, nerd talk. I don't know anything about this. Tell so me. the the creation engine. Let's just say you have right. I'm going to use a phone and a uh, uh, the orphans coaster. Yes. Okay. Um, so you have you have a wall in the game that's like this, right? And you, the player, are walking this way. This this is you. The game, they'll, they'll, the developers will put what's called an occlusion plane, and it's an invisible wall. So that goes inside of this wall. And what that does is it tells the game, okay, everything behind this wall don't load in because the player can't see it anyway. The player's over here. I yeah. can't see what's Okay. Going. So right. they use what's called it's it's just this invisible pane that the developers stick in into inside the wall to, to tell it don't load anything behind. And then if you have if you have like corners like this, you could do the same thing, right? So anything right. behind here is not getting loaded. Um Yeah, I think I messed around with those when I was making what a model. Bethesda uses. Can, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I can't say I'm familiar with Unreal Engine development, but that's that's how. So how I think it, if that's how you think it works, I suppose what it would happen is when you activate the door, it's the other cell loads and the world loads, and as soon as that door closes behind you, your cockpit despawns, and what you see outside through your windows is a default model. Oh. By that, well, it means you can see the control panel, but you won't... It's just for immersion. It's not like blacked out windows. <laughs> you can't see through them. Like that, and every time you walk in and out the door, as soon as that door closes, the rest of it despawns. And... But as soon as you go to activate that door, the other cell loads instantly. Supposedly using SSDs or... You know, for at least for the console version. I don't know on PC how fast it's going to load in the a cell like that. Is, the major question that I think will define it is whether or not you can get up from your seat while you're mm. in flight. Um, if you can, which I think you should be able to just as a principle of the game, 
Because what I would love to be able to do is you're going to... Because we know that resistance is really important for Starfield. So I'd love to be able to... Alright, I've scanned this planet. I know I'm going to this planet. It's more caustic. I need to protect against radiation. So then I go to my workbench and I create some armor or I tailor some armor to resist that. And I'm doing that while we're still in orbit of the planet flying around and meanwhile i can walk past and look down at the planet as well as i'm going past the window so i think it absolutely should be a feature whether or not creation engine can handle it i think it should be able to because again you have todd howard talking about the power of ssds and how great it is in the modern consoles yeah and 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 so these these things you want to improve some of the fidelity of your game that's an easy way to do it that's an easy well i say easy not saying it's easy to do from a development perspective but it's an easy win to, to, to really impress people with 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 uh, a feature that that should be in it whether or not it's possible though is a different question I don't know if you can get out your seat but you can have Vasco autopilot supposedly so why wouldn't you be able to or what about when you dock on a ship because we know that you can dock on ships in outer space so how does that and work you if you're docked your in, when you if you're that. docked in space and you got to get to the other ship and you can get out your seat how does that work so why wouldn't you be able to those are the things I look to when 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 this this gets brought up. That's a that's some that's funny that you brought that up because if you think about it, when you get up out of your seat when you're docked onto a ship, you're still getting up out of your seat and walking around your ship in space. So would the only limitation be that the ship can't stop all the way when you're not docked on? That's why, because that's like the only difference is that you're docked onto a ship, locked in in one place. Otherwise, it's the exact same thing that I'm talking about. And so, I imagine I that know. it wouldn't be too hard to just autopilot the ship. One, autopilot should be a thing, period. But two, at that point in, 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 in any history. But two, you're telling me that Vasco or some other NPC can't turn it down to a very slow speed and just avoid asteroids or whatever you might be flying. List lazily to the left. Um, if someone's yeah. watched something, something, something dark side, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, just list lazily to the left to get around any, any impediments or even just for the sake of the game, just, just despawn it or have it bounce off the ship. I know it'd look a little silly, but you know, yeah, I don't think it's, I it's think not we will not be moving to do like or in no man's sky, yeah, just stop the ship in no man's sky. You can just completely come to a halt and you're just yeah. chilling. You're just chilling. Mm-hmm. There. Um, that's sort of where my brain goes to. Like, it's not, I don't know. Anyway, that's, that's what I want. That's my primary. My secondary is, uh, bounty hunting. I want a bounty board. I want, I want a missives board. And I know you guys know the missives board uh, mod in Skyrim. It literally keeps my whole game going. And it's not because those are so good quests. That's, that's not what I mean. It's just that they get me from point A to point B because I, I like to turn off fast travel and turn on the mod for more stage coaches. So that way it gives me a reason to walk around. It gives me a reason. Like I'll find stuff on the way to the simple objective. And so it's sort of like the journey is the, is the big, is the fun of it. And I, mm-hmm. I don't, if there's no journey, I don't want to like, I don't care to go explore for no reason, but just wandering in one direction for no reason after a while is kind of like, well, um, anyway, that's, I, I want that in Starfield. I want to be able to pick up a bounty and like they're on this planet in the Ethereum system and they're pretty sure they're on this planet. So you go there and you're looking for them and on the way there you come across 
a creature you've never seen or like a bandit outpost and like you you get like all messed up in a fight and you find find this armor and this weapon or whatever <clears throat> and then you finally find him take down your target get the get the get the loot and everything and then on your way back things can happen like i don't know i just there's something about like i don't know that that's like it's my dream like starfield is my dream game altogether but like the bounty hunter because i'm a huge star wars fan the being a bounty hunter is like please like they scary on top we we can have we can have the bounty hunter trait and the character creation already so like what does that mean does that mean that like we'll get more money uh for taking out bounties i don't know i don't want to go into it anyway that that's that's my primary and secondary once that's it i'm i'm done i'm done goodbye goodbye i'm just kidding who wants next <laughs> lexi or demarco for your wishlist item lexi you can go ahead okay thank you <laughs> um <laughs> um what do i want uh vasco to pick me up and carry me away yes yeah. baby i brought this up before i, I love that just carry you across the fields as you're injured <laughs> vasco is the only romance i need but you know I don't think Todd is all for um, robosexuals yet. It's quite a it's quite a taboo thing at the moment. You can't you can't love your robots. We're too scared of AI that we haven't fought. Can't we just love AI? I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> okay. I think you should go and play some Fallout New Vegas, and there's a. Plenty. There's a great robot named Fisto that. <laughs> Fisto. Good lord. Yeah. Fisto, uh, yeah. uh, Fisto isn't Vasco, unfortunately. No. Well, listen. It just you're playing on PC. Just remod it. Mod it. <laughs> we'll find a Vasco mod. Find a Vasco that turns him into Fisto. Or turn. Or turn in Starfield. Turn uh, Vasco into Fisto. There you go. By the way, whatever works, whatever you need to do. Uh, <laughs> um, but seriously, um, what I what I'd like to see is kind of like I kind of want to like fuck up economies. Say so if I like um the uc's got uh, like a freighter or something or something like a big capital ship which we think we've seen uh, didn't did we we uh a big ship yeah in space there was, a, there was a large ship that had a lot of cargo containers on it yeah. in space that we saw in one of the trailers like beginning if, of the release date now. if i read mm. that will there be a comment on it in the world like the uh say the the fictional stocks so they could script an event that would say you attack a uc freighter and then it said uc stocks have dropped because one of their freighters got attacked and it carried xxx uh valuable items mm-hmm. and now they're like investors are like pulling out because they're like these guys don't ha- are not secure enough i'd be sick that ain't deafen yeah that, that's 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 my First one. Second one. Can you eat too much? And th- this this one sounds stupid. I don't mean like 
I don't want it, you know, I'm not saying like, is it going to be uh, San Andreas where like you can just overeat and then CJ gains weight. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, if I eat too much, do I get a, a downside? Because I've scoffed my food, face of cheese or something. 999 rolls of cheese and bread. Uh, uh, it's a realistic space. Um, I'm not saying have your player die from that much, but like you've overeaten, so uh, I don't know. Maybe you're a bit slower. I don't. Know, I don't know. Yeah, I think that'd be great for a survival mode. Oh yeah, definitely. Deliverance has exactly that. If you eat too yeah. much food, if you nourish yourself over 100, then you have. I think it's slowness. But obviously, I don't think there should be undernourishment because a lot of players aren't going to eat. The only time they'll eat is when they're doing that cheese wheel trick, where they're uh, stocked so upon uh, food. Yeah, all right, so so let me just. I I think what you're saying would work well as a survival mode only type thing. Oh, okay. Because here's the no. thing. You're you're you're. I'm just thinking from a gameplay perspective. Is it fun to have this thing that penalizes me for playing a certain way? And if you're doing it in the context of a survival mode, it makes sense, right? Because it's yeah. Like, no, you're trying to cheese the system. Um, but if you're doing it and you're just playing for fun and then it's like, here's this mechanic, this will heal you. Oh, but don't use it too much. You're taking away some of my agency as a player to play mm. the game how I want. And if I want to stuff my face with 700 cheese wheels and you're saying the game saying, no, you can't do that. And I'm not opting to let the game take that privilege away from me or that ability away from mm. me in some capacity. I think you are restricting some player freedom in that sense. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, pull it under a survival mode and then It's a cool idea though. I like it. Yeah. I do I do however I will say I do think there should be benefits for eating though. Like even in a regular mm. mode. Like you eat you, if you do to your point, don't penalize the player for not eating, but if they do and they keep themselves fed, then like I think a good way to look at it is like Witcher potions in the Witcher 1 specifically, the first Witcher game where you drink a potion in that game it lasts literally in real time about like an hour or two hours um so if you eat properly then you know you have these bonuses that's not just like potions in skyrim where it's 30 seconds it's no this goes on for 30 minutes that you get this because you properly did you know because you took the time to, to to buy a good meal or to cook the meal if there's cooking in starfield that sort of thing demarco your wishlist items or item my big wish list item i would say is to try to accomplish some of the same i i can't not compare rpgs to divinity after playing it i'm just so completely spoiled let's go <laughs> i let's know go. it's I so it. good and Baldur's gate so 3 good. is coming and mm -hmm. so i i think one thing that divinity 2 does incredibly well is the ability to like you can kill every single npc and then the quest lines are still possible or they're adjusted or you just fail some stuff you just you know um a lot of times for the important stuff they get away with it because you have a special ability called uh uh it's just see see the dead or see spirits uh spirit vision so you know if you do kill an npc you could still get away with it because you could use that ability you just get it pretty much innately and then you can go talk to some of the more important NPCs and skirt around it that way. But it doesn't mean that there can't be notes on bodies or things in terminals or, you know, there's there's clever ways to get around it. But it's 
still lets the player pursue things in the way that they want to. I think that something, a special moment that was accomplished in Skyrim was the ability when you get captured by the Dark Brotherhood and Astrid has you captive in that cabin, you just straight up Mm -hmm. can start attacking Astrid and then it unlocks a whole separate quest line to go destroy the Dark Brotherhood. And I think moments such as that are phenomenal absolutely phenomenal because it's something that players to this day if someone's not paying attention to skyrim they played it a couple times they beat the quest they're done with it they might still never know that that's a whole thing that you could do and i love that type of stuff uh especially if you're a big fan of the game because then you do see people talk about you go oh oh you touched on that in your video people yeah probably at some point at some point um because one of your recent videos uh, with quest lines, divergent, quest lines, divergent, quest lines. yeah, divergent. I, so yeah. I talked briefly about by, about divergent factor. That would be a, 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 a that's already kind of included uh, to an extent. But divergent faction quest lines is something that I spoke about on my channel, where uh, you know it's already been confirmed that there's multiple endings for factions based on which way you steer them. But the idea that I put forward was that, and hey, thanks for watching my video uh, <laughs> all the way through, baby. And the idea behind it, I guess this would be a secondary, is a good way to segue it into a secondary, is that it's not something that happens right off the bat. So I could very well see a scenario where, and Will Shen says, does it go more towards, I forget the exact examples he uses, but let's just say military or industrial. And you could shape the faction and who lives or dies in that faction. And I could very well see a scenario where that kind of all boils down to the last quest and the last part of the faction and then you have one decision to make you take the red pill or blue pill and that determines everything and then nothing really matters after that point because that's the point in in the faction quest lines where you just kind of get the generic dialogue or the generic radiant quests and nothing really matters anymore so who cares if this guy or that guy's in charge because they're going to give you the same generic quests anyway and you just kind of see some buildings are different or whatever the the contrary and the right way in my opinion to do that is you introduce some of those plot threads earlier on you get exposed to like here's how this guy will run things here's how that guy will run things and you could kind of steer it as you go through the quest and lean it towards one way and you go ah actually i made a wrong decision and kind of steer it back and then eventually you kind of accumulate uh and i hate to boil it down to just points i think that's a very banal and basic system but you do sort of generate like a point system you you influence the faction so much this way throughout the quest you influence it so much that way throughout the quest uh well guess what this is this is what the end result is as a result of your decisions like you did these things and that's a lot more organic to me that's a lot more organic to me than just like kill this guy no i'm not killing this guy all right the other guy's in charge now, or that guy's in charge now because you didn't kill him. End of quest line. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love that. I want that so, too. <laughs> that would be that, that would be my secondary primary primary. Uh, just let you know let let players navigate quests in in more creative ways than do this, then do this, then do this. Mm-hmm. Quest complete. Um, let me find you know. I, I think to to go back to the Oblivion, this is I'll end it on this. But you know the the Oblivion uh, Dark Brotherhood quest line, where you have to you're at the murder party and you have to find out how to do it. And I think you can mess that up, uh, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So so that like let players mess up. It's okay to let players mess up, I, and I think that brings out some of the fun. You know that's why I like Dishonored so much because yes. you have to live with you have to live with messing. You get caught. You have to live. You could save scum, but you have to live with the chaos that that messing up and not planning properly brings. So 
that that would be my two. Those two things. I like that. I love Next. that. I love that. Yeah, they kind of tie in together too. Because if you can kill more people, then there's a higher likelihood that you'll make a mistake that kind of ruins your game. Yeah, that ruins your game. That changes how factions run. That you know, um, and I get the need for uh, for non-killable NPCs because, and and they talked about it in relation to Skyrim because you have dragons randomly attacking cities. Suddenly, this guy dies because the AI is not the brightest and doesn't tell him to run away. And then you're just like, crap! I like, I why is it? What? What? No. And and so as a player, that's frustrating. Uh, but. You just don't. I think again, there's ways around that. Don't let an NPC die if it's not by the player's hand. I, I don't know if that's a complicated <laughs> thing to program, but I can't imagine it is. All right, I think we'll go to recommendations then. Uh, this is something we didn't get to do last time, so I'm excited to hear Demarco, especially what he has to say, since he has not participated in this segment before. Um, so why don't we start with you then? I, sorry if I put you on the spot. What am I recommending? It can be anything. <laughs> it can be book, music, game. Movie. Oh, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, All right. Well our our criteria is whatever scratches the Starfield itch. Uh play D D. That's my recommendation. Play awesome. play Dungeons. Nice. No. Um well that actually is a recommendation. Absolutely. Just find some people. Get 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 the PDFs online for free. You could just Google Dungeon Master's Guide PDF. And you'll find all, all of it. Uh, um, player's Handbook, PDF. You get all of it. Someone DM, play d d It's It's great. And if you like Bethesda games, but it's just an extension of that. But you could actually do whatever you want. My actual recommendation is... Um, I would recommend if you like Skyrim and you like Vikings and you like reading this book. Ooh. Shadow of the Gods by John Gwynn. Uh, by the end of it, you'll be tired of the word Seax, S-E-A-X. Uh, it's basically like a Nordic term for a knife. Um, yep. And you'll get sick of that I word by the sooks end. When I was sooks? a kid. <laughs> yeah, I used to say Sue or Sooks because like, you would see it because it's, it's in. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, I've seen yeah. it in games. Yeah, it's like dagger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. That, yeah, it's all. like yeah. it's like nice. in between a dagger, uh, larger than a dagger, s- smaller than a short sword is is how I right. what I think it is to my understanding. Yep. But uh, you'll be sick of that word by the end of this book. Absolutely phenomenal. It takes place in a fictional world where basically all of the gods are dead, and it tells the story of three different characters. One uh, is a thrall. Another is just kind of this kind of her story evolves but she starts off as just a generic warrior like fighting guilds you know kind of group and then the other is on her own journey that i wouldn't want to spoil but fantastic it's one of three in the series i real quick when you just went like this and reached and grabbed i did not i thought that that was so far much farther behind you that when you did that, I was like, oh, what a weird optical illusion. That threw me off. Everything <laughs> behind me here, like... <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> you made me knock some bottles over. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But anyway, just, just to give you the idea. <laughs> I, I'm going to turn that into a gif. <laughs> <laughs> please do i would love that i would love that i'll send it on twitter uh red, red wolf renegade exposed falls off chair that was perfect now so there's like a carpet right here where i keep 
like some weights on and to keep uh, the dog bed or the, the kennel here from like scooting. And I kind of got caught on that when I just fell. Anyway, I just wanted to show you how to fall properly. <laughs> Red Wolf Renegade. Subscribe, like, and uh, do all the things. <sighs> anyway, perfect. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go to your recommendation then. <laughs> since you since you were so eloquent before, now's your chance to redeem yourself. Take classes on how um, to fall. Falling in Reverse is a great album by uh, um, what is that? Lincoln Park? I can't remember. Uh, anyway, yes, there's that. Falling. <laughs> Uh, crawling in, no, no, I was about to say falling in my sleep. No, that's not crawling stank. in my sleep. Crawling in the dark. Stank. Crawling in the dark, yeah. Um, falling in reverse is a band. Oh, there you go. There you go. I actually don't know anything about them. They're probably like heavy metal Satanists or something. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't care. The American uh, rock band. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. well, well, we say American rock band. That metal, means metal, like metal core, Post hardcore, metalcore, hard rock, pop punk, rap metal. Uh, that's a lot. I, lot I think it's just uh, it's just listen. It's Wikipedia. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm I. I did a Google. <laughs> so I, I don't. That's what you I get. I'm still laughing. Damn. I fell out of my chair. I love it. <laughs> and see, this is why you guys need to be watching the podcast. Share this out. Uh, uh, Timestamp it. Share it to your friends, and you'll get more content like this every single month or whenever this show comes out. Um, so my recommendation uh, to to itch Skyfall me, to scratch Adele. Skyfall, Daniel Craig, uh, the bikini edition um, uh, calendar that you can get. Uh, I'm kidding, but uh, to scratch the Starfield itch, I have been. No, nah, that's just such a that's dumb. That's dumb. Um, I I, recommend I recommended. It's fine. Well, it. I was going to say, just go play Skyrim uh, <laughs> or play No Man's Sky. Uh, I don't really. Um, uh, man, I've, I've been like really like grinding out my backlog. Um, that was a weird, that was a weird. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> like, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, should we just get me? <laughs> no, don't. Yeah, okay, you um, should, uh, Red Wolf Renegade thinks that you should uh, uh, play, get a piece, get a gaming PC, so you don't have to worry about sixty frames or thirty frames. You just get sixty frames by default. And go. additionally, uh, when you do get said PC, play Risk of Rain two. That's fine. Or Gene Rain, the game of the year uh, from twenty fourteen, I believe. Gene Rain. Go look that up. Go look Gene that up. Rain. Go look up Gene Rain, and um, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's amazing. Um, now, I will always say Mass Effect because it's the best thing ever. Um, I actually I found a guide recently how to like create a uh, quote unquote handsome rider, and the reason I looked it up in that way was because my character. It's not like they didn't like look like good enough. Or even like handsome, that wasn't even like the criteria, or that wasn't like the aim. But I, I feel like I suck at making characters that don't look different enough. So I found um, Mass Effect Andromeda. Go play it. Uh, that's all. I was about to go on, on, on a tangent, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not gonna do that. Um, I did. I did recommend Hora- uh, Event Horizon, a movie that is terrifying and is actually the prequel to uh, Warhammer 40k. Um, is how the gates of hell open up. That watch that movie. That's how that happened. Um, 
it's really cool if you think of it that way. Um, and my last recommendation out of the 40 recommendations that I've already given. <sighs> hmm. Dead Space. Dead Space remake. Mm. God, it is so good. God, it's so good. That should have just been my main answer. That That is my main answer. Dead Space remake. Okay. God, I it is so good. I do keep an XL of all the recommendations. So I'll put Dead Space in there. Just put Dead Space. Don't put anything else. <laughs> so okay. Do keep me falling out of the chair, though. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fall yeah, out of your chair and then go play Dead Space. Yeah. Perfect. your chair and then play Dead Space. <laughs> it's a prerequisite. Or, or you're going to fall out of your chair after you play it anyways. Uh, yeah. Lexi? Um, I don't, what did I recommend last time? That's a question. I can tell you in 30 seconds. One. Yeah, if, if we're doing if we're doing specifically <laughs> if we're doing specifically games, um, just to keep it gaming related and not books, because I'm a nerd. Uh, genuinely, Risk of Rain two. Fantastic indie roguelike uh, from a studio of like five people, and it's just a bullet hell. But you become mm. if you play long enough, you become the bullet hell. Right, like vampire a, survivors. I've it's heard that, that, but 3D. Yes. It's it's 3D and it has like some oh. platforming parts to uh, not really platforming, but there's it's just a lot more what? mobile and just you have a PC. Play, play, just get Risk of Rain too. I want. No, play I've heard about Risk of Rain it's, for years. I've heard about it for so long, uh, but I've never actually looked at it. It's phenomenal. Uh, it's my favorite. One of my favorites, Lexi. Take me. What the hell? Get this me stop talking. At all. That's amazing looking. I did not think it was going to look like that. Well, there's two. There's one that's a pixel. That's Risk of Rain 1, and Risk of Rain 2 is out, and it's just it, it, it's better in every way. Lexi, wow. take it away. It's really pretty. Lex. Um, Mitch, is, um, have you found the list? Oh, uh, I realized I didn't updated last time oh so okay i don't have it handy uh i talked about it earlier uh you should watch uh short circuit i mean it's not a masterpiece i'm not gonna say it's a masterpiece but uh you know it's funny it's a robot if you like vasco you'll probably like uh i think it was johnny five or something uh, he gets electrocuted and he becomes intelligent. He's like a, he's some sort of robot. Um, and he kind of looks like one of those robots you send to space. Uh, it was made in the 80s, so it's quite an old film. That was a good era for film. Yeah. And it has a sequel. Well, maybe not as good, but I mean, the first one was more or less average so but you know if you want some entertainment and you kind of like vasco and like cool innocent robots then uh go watch short circuit i'll have to check that out after 2001 a space odyssey that i still have not seen and Ooh. oh and then you've got to watch we could we could watch part of that don't forget to watch the sequel 2010 no actually is it is it a joke is it is that no no that there's an actual sequel that hardly anyone talks about yeah, I've heard it's awful. Oh, but oh, yeah. That's that's more what I was getting at. Is it is it like a joke? <laughs> go watch it, or like actually go watch it. It's it's, it's two thousand and ten. The day we made contact, or something. I don't know. 
All right, cool. Short Circuit. Good recommendation. The 80s were a great era for film, like I said, so uh, that's a good one. What's your recommendation, Mitch? Yeah, I'm actually going to go the music route. I did that once before, many episodes ago. I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to pick an album from one of my favorite bands of all time, Iron Maiden. Uh, I'm not a huge metalhead, but Iron Maiden was like always playing growing up, so they have a very special place in my heart. And they have a 2012 album called The Final Frontier, and the whole album is about space. They did a pretty good job of capturing like the the feel and the wonder and the danger of space exploration. So uh, yeah, if you're a metalhead, check out Iron Maiden's 2012 album, The Final Frontier. Nice. Iron Maiden was actually one of the first uh, bands I had on vinyl. No way, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I had a bunch, and and Iron Maiden was one of the first ones that I got on vinyl. Uh, that Leonard Skinner, uh, uh, ACDC, Highway to Hell was another one. Uh, those were the big three that I remember, though. The Iron Maiden one in particular, I would listen to it all the time. Do you remember what album it was? Uh, I remember there. I think there was a giant robot on it. Um, that would either be somewhere in time, which is my favorite album, or I think it could... that sounds familiar. Somewhere in time, yeah, that's my what favorite. Was the other band. one, Final Frontier, was the other one. I thought it might have been, but that would have been. I mean, nope, it was album. somewhere in time. Yeah, it was somewhere in time. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember this. You don't forget an album cover like that. Yeah, that is a great album. It's not a robot. It's an alien with robot-ish parts on them. It's like a cyborg. Yeah. Yep, oh, somewhere cool. in time. I love that album. Yeah, that's cool. That's a great one. Good recommendation. Thanks. So yeah, I, I guess I'll recommend both albums then. Final Frontier and Somewhere in Time. Somewhere in Time's a little sci-fi. Cool. Is that everything then? Seems so. Holy crap, I think so. Alright, I guess we'll, any closing thoughts, I guess? I always like to ask for closing thoughts before I do the outro. Um... Yeah, <laughs> Wolf. Wolf's, Wolf's losing control Wolf of himself. Needs a timeout. Yeah. Um, closing thoughts. Uh, I am very excited to see this Starfield showcase. I think that that the fans are going to be really happy with the ninety minutes. Um, so the thirty minute gameplay demo, I think, is really going to get fans exactly what they've been waiting for. So I'm eager to see what the discussion turns into as we get closer to that. And I'm gonna add eat your veggies, eat your greens, and uh, keep yourself like play, play your black backlog while uh, while you wait for Starfield. Don't play some D and D. Don't do what I used That's to do and just watch YouTube all day and then just painfully wait for stuff. No, no, no. Get into an MMO. Do something. Something that's gonna eat the time away become a parasite in your life but uh and then after that move on to starfield and let starfield take over your life it's probably bad advice you probably end up in like therapy or something this person is addicted to starfield i i'm more concerned about describing it as a parasite and not like well, it is. You started, it's, it's, you started with you started with eat your veggies, and then it morphed into get a parasite in your life, <laughs> like something <laughs> that can just absolutely what else is the parasite gonna eat? drain your life away. <laughs> well, I mean, that already happens with like TikTok and, and Starfield Twitter. Parasitic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who who needs TikTok and Twitter when you got Starfield? 
Oh my god. You know, it, it, truck. I hate it so much. I hate it too, in a way. I call it spyware, but let's not get into that. <clears throat> um, Mitch, yeah. closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. All right. Um, I guess I'll just offer a little bit of housekeeping that we'll probably do, I think, two episodes between now and the showcase. What we're going to talk about, I have no idea, but I'll make sure it's interesting. <laughs> so just, uh, yeah, just so everybody's on the same page there. Probably two episodes between now and June 11th. Um, other than that, I think we'll close it out here. DeMarco Dude, you can be found where? At DeMarco Dude on YouTube and Twitter. Nice. Short and sweet. Nice and easy. Nice, nice and easy, baby. All right. Wolf, you can be found a lot of different places. Um, you were part of a new podcast, weren't you? Yes. Uh, so I am doing a new podcast every single Thursday at uh, 6 p.m. No, I'm lying. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's right. 7 p.m. EST. Called the RPG What Podcast. We talk about everything uh, Western RPGs. Um, we have a different topic every single week. Um, that we we have a poll every Monday that will sort of dictate the one of the main topics um, in that show, and it goes for about an hour. We're we're live, so you can come and interact, and it's a lot of fun because we can just sort of focus on one thing instead of jump around. Um, like on my channel, which is Red Wolf Renegade, and that's where you can find me on YouTube and on Twitter. The only Red Wolf Renegade on Twitter and YouTube for now. Uh, I'm going to keep saying that. Somebody's going to do it out of spite. Just make a channel on YouTube, uh, or sorry, Twitter. Um, and um, sorry, I meant to like cough away, but I coughed directly into the mic. Uh, I was like, uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, I have a podcast, live podcast, every single Tuesday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, where you can come and say hi, and you can hit the like button at the least and leave us up at the most. That's that's me, baby. Cool. I didn't think I re- I don't think I realized uh, either of those were recorded live. So I'll have to tune in. The Tuesday one yeah. I can't make, but the Thursday one, RPG what? I will definitely be tuning in for live. Yeah, Lex stops by, so uh, she's got you covered there. Oh, okay. Thanks, and then Lex. you can then I'll see you on Thursday. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. All right. So, yeah, that was episode 23 of the Lorefield Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at LorefieldNet, where we share news, analysis, and finds about the game. You can also join us at the Lore subreddit, r slash Lorefield. A little quiet over there, but we're always looking for new members, so it should be a great place to discuss lore as we get closer to release, so check it out. We're on YouTube as Lorefield, if you enjoyed this podcast and uh, and uh, our, our fun times that we've had. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified when future podcasts come out or future things like Tales from the Settled Systems, which the delay in episode three coming out is completely on me. I have not gotten around to making the script for that with exams and stuff, but uh, that it will be coming down the pipeline. I think we can probably get it out before June 11th, I'd say, right? Well, I guess that depends on how fast I do the script, but we'll work on it. We'll, we'll get it out. Um, we also have a Discord. Join us and some wonderful members of the Starfood community for lore discussion and more. Um, yeah, we discussed where we, you can find Wolf and DeMarco, so I think we'll close it out then. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, all.